Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots. We finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right. I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. This is an emergency. This is not a test. A tornado warning has been issued. Please do take heed. Get in your tornado shelters right now. We can't stress this enough. Strong gust of defense and lightning speed will be in full effect tonight. Also, be on the lookout for touchdown belts and hard hits. Big plays and big game. Let's go. So batten down the hatches and take cover as the STLR Sports Talk crew brings you Booker Football Coverage live from Tornado Alley and beyond. Season of football here at Tornado Alley and visiting Cardinal Mooney promptly put 30 points on your Tornadoes en route to a 23-point win. Your purple and gold look for redemption tonight as visiting Southeast comes to the alley. The orange and blue Seminoles coached by Rashad West and we're getting ready for kickoff here on STLR Sports Talk, our third season of Booker football coverage. Chad Brockoff alongside Craig Wiley Jr. and the second generation Tornado, Derek Fugers. And I believe we're gonna go ahead and just straight kick off. We will not have a national anthem tonight. Booker winning the toss and deferring to the second half. They're taking their hats off. Looks like we might have a national anthem here. Just not by the band? Yeah, not by the band though. Okay, so. We'll go ahead and take a brief pause here as we honor our country. You're choosing someone you know, someone local, someone you can trust. I grew up here in Sarasota, and I'm a proud Booker High grad, class of 95. I don't sell homes part-time or on the side, and I didn't retire into this business. I work hard seven days a week to make sure you get the best home buying or selling experience possible. I've helped over 100 families buy, sell, or lease a home. Todd Wrench of Forbes Property Group is a proud sponsor of the Booker Tornadoes on STLR Sports Talk. I'm here to meet your real estate needs at 941-807-5730. Specializing in custom shower enclosures, mirrors, shelving, tabletops, and broken window repair. Andrews Glass Services has defined quality craftsmanship in Sarasota and Manatee counties for 10 years. As we enter our second decade of serving the community, please be assured that we will continue to tackle any job. No matter how big or small. With unmatched expertise, professionalism, and proficiency. Find out for yourself by giving us a call at 941-224-2986. That's Andrews Glass Services, 941-224-2986. Andrews Glass Glass Services is a proud sponsor of of the Booker Booker Tornadoes on STLR Sports Talk. Man, I'm starving, but I don't know what I want to eat. You should go check out the all-you-can-eat wings for $14.99 every Tuesday at the Public House Tap and Grill. All-you-can-eat wings for $14.99? Yeah, they even have all-day happy hour every day with $5 premium wells, $5 imports, and even $5 craft beers from some of the best local breweries like J-Dubs Up Top, Big Tops, Ashley Gang, and Motor Works, Roll Cage, and Pulp Friction. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the Public House now. Where is it located? 
located. Public House Tap and Grill, 6240 North Lockwood Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida. Eat in public, drink in public, be seen in public. There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So, when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call, Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions, the absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it with free... Uh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. Back at Tornado Alley for the start of week two. The Tornado's taking on the visiting Southeast Seminole. Southeast wearing orange pants, blue stripes, white jerseys, orange numbers tonight. Second-year head coach Brett Timmons, a former Southeast player, going a combined 29-1 over his junior and senior seasons in 93 and 94, winning state championships. Later played on an undefeated team at Tulane University. Kevin Rebello putting toe to leather. And it's going to be fielded by Eli Daniels around the 11-yard line. Daniels breaks to the right, still on his feet, past the 40, trying to get into Booker territory, and he does. Finally knocked out of bounds in Tornado territory around the 48-yard line, but we'll wait for the official spot. Tackle by number 14. That's Rebello himself. The kicker happened to get down and dirty and make the tackle. Almost a broken, uh, broken up play there and almost freed for that kick return. Looking for a flag, but no flags there. So great job by Rebello, seeing the ball carrier and making the tackle. It will be first and 10 exactly at midfield at the 50. We thought it was inside Booker territory We've there. seen something similar to this last week, Chad. Hopefully it's not the same scenario what yep. we've seen last week in this Cardinal Hopefully not the same result. Malik Huggins, the junior quarterback for the Seminoles. Daniels in the backfield with Huggins. Two receivers to the right out of the shotgun. Handoff goes to Daniels, stuffed. and he's going to be stuffed and tackled behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of three. Ziggy Williams, the Riverview transfer, the senior for the Tornadoes. That was Daniels on the carry. Should be a loss of three. Tell you what, you know, with the loss of Quasi Bristol from last two year. Two and a half there, sorry. Um, no, you're good. Obviously, with the loss of Quincy Bristol, you're kind of looking for that replacement right there in the middle of that line. And Ziggy Williams, Isaiah Williams, has done an awesome job this season as pertaining that middle and help push and get Blux. Oh, my Second goodness. Second and 12. And Ziggy Williams, Williams is again. in the backfield all over Huggins. The sack re resulting in a loss of five. Looks like some... Uh some things got straightened out of practice this week. From Williams, that, that is looking at, game. Williams is looking at Ellen, uh, unguardable right now as he makes two huge plays for this Booker defense. And it's starting about 15 here, Chad. And this is the first official game of the season for Southeast, correct? That yes, is, it is correct. Had their kickoff classic rained out against Manatee and did not play last week. Huggins out of the shotgun. Daniels in the backfield. Two receivers to the left. Man in motion. Huggins going to keep it himself, running to the left side. He's going to get into Tornado territory at the 49 and not much further than that. Bringing up a fourth down situation for the Seminoles, 90 seconds into the game. Zepp Williams, 
the sophomore linebacker coming through with the stop there for the Tornadoes on third and long. Great defensive stands right there. You know, you get that kickoff return. You give them big yardage to the kickoff return. But obviously, Ziggy Williams in the defense. And you can see this. Look at, the, look at the emotion coming off the sideline right now for this Tornado defense. They're hyped up. They're ready to play. One thing that they kind of lacked last week against Cardinal Mooney as they, get, they went down 7 to nothing, and it kind of took a big breath out of them, out of the Tornadoes, and, and it's seen throughout the whole game. Southeast punting on 4th and nine. Ty Warren, Will Davis. Nice pump, but will take a bit of a Booker bounce around the 22. And that's where it'll be down by Southeast. So Tornadoes to start their first possession of the night with 10.03. Scoreless so far here at Tornado Alley. Week 2 action on stlrsportstalk.com. Hopefully the offense isn't affected too much by this wet night here tonight. We still have a little bit of rainfall coming down. Mainly sprinkling, yes, but still a little bit, nothing major. Still can get that ball wet. The field's obviously a little bit wet. Let's see if the tornadoes can get control over that slippy ball out there here tonight. Cleve Benson returning from the shoulder injury. Tailback will be Jacquez Jones. Man in motion. That's Jameer Hayes. Handoff to Jones. And Jones is going to pick up a couple yards to about the 23-and-a-half-yard line, bringing up a second and eight. Tell you one thing that, that Booker kind of didn't do last year week was run the ball. You know, they were trying to throw the ball a little bit too much, in my opinion. You know, one thing that Booker has been good since we've seen in the kickoff classic was, you know what I'm saying, was very good at holding on to the ball and running the ball. So, obviously, right now, you know, the Tornadoes really has to get to the point where, you know, they can continue to run the ball at a pace that they've been doing well throughout the past two seasons. Second and eight for the Tornadoes. Ball at the 24-yard line of Booker. 9.25 scoreless first quarter. We are just underway. Jameer Hayes in motion. He's going to get the handoff on the jet sweep and not much doing there. So he'll actually be tackled for a loss. And this should bring up third and nine for the Tornadoes. Two weeks ago in the kickoff classic, a lot of second and manageable situations for the Tornadoes. They were able to move the chains almost at will against the Red Devils. They have struggled the last two weeks and with that. Failing to come through with a big gain there on first down. Give yourself a second and manageable. Now facing a third and nine from the 23. 8.52 to go in a scoreless first quarter. Benson again out of the pistol. The modified shotgun. Two backs in the backfield. Receivers to each side. Benson's going to roll to his right. Going to throw it in the air. Ooh. And too far for the intended receiver, Ron Glover. You know, Jerron Glover, he had a step on his man, just a little bit overthrown there by Benson. And you can kind of see Benson trying to talk to Ron. He's like, Ron, you got to keep running. You kind of keep running. And obviously, Jerron Glover wasn't expecting the long pass, but Ron Glover had some distance in between him and his man. So if they would have connected on that, that could have been six points. So obviously, it's a little bit of plays there. Uh, one play that you could see potentially could work a little bit later in this game if the connection between Miles Benson and Ron Glover can get down. Rebello on to kick on fourth and nine. He's going to have his heels at the 10-yard line. Always got to be scared when you're punting in the shadow of your own goalpost. Let's see the snap here from Liam O'Malley. Nice snap. Nice kick by Rebello. 
And it's going to be caught at the 49. It looked like the return man may have struggled there. Yeah, that was kind of dangerous there. He didn't even signal no, for fair a fair catch. catch. Leo Mamal was right there in his phase two to make and him tackle. That was so. on, then, you know, a wet night like this. This is one of those situations where, you know, you might want to call that fair catch instead of trying to go for the big play because, hey, we've seen it in the Miami-Florida game. You know, the, those uh, drop muff punts can well, – uh, We've seen it last week too, Carter, when he muffed the yep. punt. And, you know, as soon as Booker punted away for the first possession. So – Couldn't take advantage of it. Southeast starting its second drive of the night. Scoreless so far, 8.33 to go in the first quarter. Appreciate you listening to Booker football coverage on STLR Sports Talk. Junior quarterback Malik Huggins working out of the gun. Going to fake the handoff, keeping Oof. himself still on his feet as he's around the right end. He's going to be tackled at the 42-yard line of the Tornadoes. This should bring up second and one for the Seminoles. That's a That was a beautiful fake, uh, fake by uh, Huggins there. Obviously, he had Trey Henson and Ziggy Williams confused, thought the, the ball went to the running back. Huggins keeps it, gets a good nine-yard gain there. The give there to Daniels. He has a first down as he's inside the 40 to the 38-yard line of the Tornadoes. Tackled by number four, Jameer Hayes. And look at Southeast getting into this hurry-up offense. Got to wait for the chains to move. Chains can't snap the ball. Set. Yeah, you can't snap the ball until the chains are moved. Booker catches a break Yeah, they here. definitely do because you see they're, they're making adjustments. <clears throat> hey, when it's your home chain game, right? It's about the last time you'll catch a break provided by those guys, the unintentional break. First and 10 for Southeast ball at the 38-yard line of Booker. Under eight minutes to go in the first quarter. Going to fake the handoff once again. Huggins around the right end, inside the 35. In the area Late of holding. flag, yeah. I think that might be a holding play because it's in the area of holding in the offensive line. And great call by Craig Wiley holding on the Southeast Seminoles. So most likely a gain of one for Huggins. The flag was thrown at the 37-yard line. Should be backed up to the 37 Excuse me, the 47. I tell you what, that little that little fake play is is, is working very well for Southeast because Huggins is having his way of gaining big yardage here. I believe if that the flag wouldn't have came out, that would have been his second run of eight plus yards. Well, he's being smart. He's seen that the defense is being overly aggressive. They're very and, aggressive on the run. Keying in on the running back. So First and 19 for the Seminoles. Apologize for that, Craig Wiley. Looks like we got a quarterback switch here. Looks like number eight is coming in for quarterback for the Southeast Seminoles. They're going to hand it off. He do to go with the handoff. Not off. much doing for Daniels as he's going to be upended at the 45-yard line, a pickup of about two and a half there for the Seminoles. Should bring up second at about 17. Yeah, if they keep running the ball like that, you know, if your defensive linemen are going to be very aggressive on, on the running backs, then you, as a linebacker you need to pay attention and follow wherever that quarterback goes. Last week, the freshman, L'Oreal Troutman for Cardinal Mooney, six carries, 93 yards, and Mooney killed Booker with the shovel pass. Jet sweep right there. The handoff to Ty Warren Davis. He's going to be inside the 40. Back Ball going to be placed at the 39. Yeah, around the original line of scrimmage. So third and 10. Booker South needing another stop here. Southeast continuing to go in that, that hurry-up offense. Burning time off the clock. 6.43 left to go here in the first. Twin receivers each side for Huggins out of the shotgun. Looking to his left. He's going to run to his right oh, as he's man. being chased. Oh, we have a flag in the backfield. 
and he's going to fire short for the intended receiver around the 25-yard line. Possibly another hold, and it is Chad Brockoff, Craig Wiley, another hold on the Southeast Seminoles. <laughs> I've seen it look. Ziggy got penetration. They grabbed it him. It was Ziggy and Trey Hansen, actually. I think it was two simultaneous holds there. Both of them got penetration, and they were just letting them hold them on. Now, is a, hold, a holding call is one you can deny, correct? You should be able to deny this here. Bring up fourth and ten if you deny it. We're probably looking at third and about 22 if you accept it. It looks like they're going to accept it. And that's to try to push them back field position-wise, get maybe a better punt return, more cushion for your, you know, your defense is playing so strong here. Ball's going to be placed Ooh. all the way at the 42-yard line of mile. Southeast. Third and a mile. Wow. Was there two penalties on that play? No, it's, it's a mark from where, where the penalty is. Ten yards oh, from, from where it was. Yes. Yep. Okay. So they were five yards in the backfield. Yeah. So third and about 28 for the Seminoles. Clock stopped. Now moving again, 6.28 to go in scoreless first quarter here at Tornado Alley. Huggins back to pass out of the shotgun. He's going to fire and going to overshoot high. his receiver. Into a crowd of tornadoes. Luckily, it was a high ball. He would have got picked off. Number 35 is Sean Ole. He needs to be careful there. You might get a rough in the passer call. Hitting the quarterback after he released the ball. I don't dislike it, but still, you got to be careful in situations like that. So Southeast on to punt for the second time tonight. 6-17 to go scoreless first quarter. Looks like the Tornadoes are going to send two men back deep. Now one of those returners moving up. Number four, Jameer Hayes in the backfield to as a return man. Showed that big playability in the kickoff classic against Lakeland Kathleen along with Jerron Glover. Decent snap back to the punter. High kick. It's going to take a bounce at the 30-yard line. It's going to be downed inside the 30 at the 29 by Southeast. And so it was taking a Southeast uh, bounce right there. I don't know why he didn't let it roll. You know, one thing that I think that coach, or I'm sorry, defensive line coach Shimmerak is going to have to kind of express with defensive line here. Guys, stop being so aggressive on the run. Obviously, you know, you got to make sure, you know, you watch that ball through in and throughout because he's very quick at snatching that ball away and keeping it with a keeper and getting 10-plus yards almost every run. For sure. So, Coach Sherman Rackley is definitely going to have to talk about his defensive line about that one. Now, I got a question for you guys. With it being wet out here, if this may be a game you start seeing them pound the ball with uh, Dewan Gordon. Well, it looks like Jaquez Jones has been starting the, the, the game, so I wouldn't be surprised if they start pounding it with him, especially if you get a lead here. I mean, he's a speedster, but, I, you know, Dewan Gordon is the bigger back, you know, maybe kind of tire yeah. those guys out a little bit than I you bring you, in the speed. I think you find a, a steady double dose yeah. if you can, and then around yeah. the second half, if you're having success, you go with the hot hand if there is one. <clears throat> Almost that thunder and lightning approach. I do you want to you want to beat up Southeast in the second half if you get that opportunity. Knowles really not playing since their spring game, losing five of their final six regular season games, including seven four loss to Booker at home last year that propelled the Tornadoes to the playoffs. Benson out of the pistol, going to hand it off and not much doing there. Maybe a gain of one and a half for Marquavia Simmons. So we've seen Simmons and Jones so far. Gordon. We could see Hayes off of that jet sweep and possibly out of the backfield. Gordon is in the backfield with, uh, with Simmons at the moment right now. So they're running a the double back with Gordon and Simmons in the backfield. Credit to that Southeast defensive line getting penetration there, and they're staying pretty consistent on stopping that run. 
Two backs in the backfield with Benson. He's got two receivers to his left. He's going to hand it off to Ooh. Gordon and not much wow. doing there. Going to be hit for a loss at the 30-yard line. Let me tell you something I don't like about that play. You know, uh, number 55, Michael Haynes, has his hands on this defensive lineman. And number 54, Damarian Murray, just absolutely just took his right hand off and made the tackle. I'm sorry, that is unacceptable if that's Haynes. If I'm the offensive line coach, I am definitely talking about Haynes of making sure he contains that defensive line and make sure that never happens again. Yeah, they got to get some penetration here. Third and nine for the Tornadoes from their own 30. 5.02 to play in a scoreless first quarter. Benson in the backfield, two receivers each side. He's going to fire. It's going to be complete to Glover. And not much doing for Glover as he'll get to the 35-yard line. A pickup of five on third and nine. And this will bring Riballo out to punt for the second time tonight. Glover trying to make a play with his feet, unable to. There was two Noel defenders right there in his face after making the catch. A little soggy out there, too. Absolutely. So, again, the offensive line or the offense for the Tornado starting out a little slow there. Still really can't get much going. Ty Warren Davis back to receive the kick for the Seminoles. He set up around the 36-yard line of Southeast. Decent snap back to Rabalo. He kind of pulls it, gets it away. A great punt, takes a tornado bounce at the 35, and it's going to be downed inside the 30 at the 29-yard line. Great punt. One of his better ones. He, he rushed it, but that was a booming. That was definitely a booming kick. 41-yard punt by Kevin Rabalo, the sophomore. Might be as long as in the season. Big improvement with this kid as far as the special teams attack. And they got the ball boys out there with the towels trying to keep the balls dry. Hopefully one of our former ball boys and former standouts, Casey Gross, is listening to us up there in Mississippi. Keep your head out the way. Yeah, <laughs> please. Saw a little highlight video of the Stop 2003 the team and, and Casey making a little cameo in that. But, uh, Casey, good to have you aboard there in Mississippi. Southeast starting out for the third time tonight. 4.04 to go in the first quarter. Ooh, and nice Huggins move. is going to run the option and keep it himself to the left. He's going to pick up five yards to the 34-yard line. Ziggy Williams on the tackle there. Showing a little bit of division as he cuts through and uh, picks up a couple extra yards. Thought for a second that he was going to pitch it off there, but he keeps it himself, cuts it in, and a five-yard gain as he's got trip receivers. Now he's going to pitch it. Oh, wow. Still on his feet is Daniels, and he's going to get all the way to the 45-yard line and may have put a couple extra licks on some Tornado defenders in the process. Lowers his shoulder and literally almost runs three Booker Tornado players slap over. Great ball running. So Southeast with that hurry-up attack. Working out of the gun is Huggins. He'll have Daniels in the backfield. Trip receivers to the right. Going to keep it himself. Pitch to Daniels. Daniels trying to cut it up the right side. It's not a block in the black. No flag on the wow. play as Daniels is going to get into tornado territory. And he's finally going to be brought down around the 48-yard line. We'll wait for the official placement of the ball. I don't really get how a player is running this way and all of a sudden he gets shifted completely this way in full momentum speed. In my opinion, that's a block in the back. And we do have a timeout here. 3.06 to go, scoreless first quarter here at Tornado Alley. And Southeast in that hurry-up offense may have found something on its third drive. So they're looking at a second and four at the Booker 49 when we return to action. 
They've only thrown the ball twice now. They, they're consistently continuing to run this ball, and obviously it's working for them. They got the keeper. Where they're running a little option play right now. So uh, uh, these things are working for Southeast as they're getting first downs. Right now, you're just essentially looking to get into the end zone, trying not to throw the ball that much because obviously it's rainy out here. It's wet. You don't want to keep the ball in the air to cause interceptions, to cause fumbles. So run the ball, pound the, gr pound the ground, and hopefully get into the end zone before the first quarter ends. Southeast, a former district rival of Booker. Southeast moving up to Class 6A. And we took a look at that district, and you have three teams receiving votes in the state poll. Palmetto is three in the state. Charlotte is 10th. Round 13th or 14, ready to crack the top 10 is Port Charlotte. And let's not forget Braden Rivers in that district, too. Second and four for the Seminoles. Huggins is going to hand off to Daniels. Ziggy Williams right there to make that tackle. For little to no gain. Bringing up a big third down here for both teams. 2.52 to go in the first quarter. Should be a third and four for the Seminoles line to make the Booker 45-yard line. Looks like they're going to bring the heat. Hand off to Daniels. Fumble the play. That was Trey Henson. And that is Trey Henson who knocks the ball out of the hand, recovered by number four, Jameer Hayes. And the Booker Tornadoes get a bounce. So Jameer picks that up, and he's on his knee already, so he's <laughs> down there. If not, that's a scoop six, but the Tornado defense will take it either way. First turnover of the night coming with 2.33 to go in the first quarter. So actually it looks like the ball will be placed at the Tornado 49. Southeast with three possessions, no points. Tornado starting their third possession. So great job by Trey Henson sticking his hand out there on the ball here. I watched that through the whole way. Trey was, was being defended, stuck his long arms out there. Obviously a basketball player, knocks the ball loose. We just talked about how wet it is out here. Great job, great awareness by the defensive end, Trey Henson, to knock that ball and get the Tornadoes the ball back. Benson out of the pistol. We have some movement up front, and it's going to be offsides on the Seminoles. On that formation, Benson had trip receivers to his left. Hayes and Jacquez Jones being two of those three receivers on the left side. You throw it here? Maybe take a shot. First and five, take a shot. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, you've seen Ron Glover on the outside with that speed try to go over the top. They waited. I think they waited a little too long to pull that play out last week. Should be the same formation here. Trip receivers to the left. Benson working out of the pistol. Lone receiver on the right side is Elijah Juan Mitchell, the sophomore. Benson's going to go ahead and hand it off, and not much is doing. Getting about a yard and a half there on the carry. I believe that was Simmons. Offensive line got to get some penetration here. Dewan Gordon actually in the backfield. Yeah, I completely agree with Craig Wiley. Offensive line definitely has to get more penetration coming off the ball. Really, is it's all it's been that left side pretty much. Last week it was the right side. This week it's the left side. Definitely got to get more penetration on the left side of the ball there. Two backs in the backfield with Benson. Two receivers to his left. He's going to roll to his left. Holding. Going to have to cut it up. And he's going to be sacked at the 48-yard line, flagged down at the Southeast 44. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a holding call here. And it looks like we do have a – oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, his ankle's broken. Oh, my goodness, his ankle is broken. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and take a break here and get things queued up. We'll be back to action here at Tornado Alley. 
One minute and 50 seconds left in the first quarter. Scoreless ball game. We'll be back here on STLR Sports Talk. Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. Back at Booker High School, 150 to go. Scoreless first quarter. We had an injury delay on the field. Ambulance has arrived here at Tornado Alley, and Southeast senior Javon McLaren will be taken to a local medical facility with an undisclosed injury as of now. Bit of a reset here as it should be second and four coming up for the Booker Tornadoes. Line to make the Southeast 41. You know, such so actually, do we have a penalty before the injury? And the ball is going to be placed at the Booker 42. One thing you don't want to see, man, is a is an injury like that to potentially. I'm not going to say it's in his career, but still, one thing that you don't want to see is something like that to where it's going to hurt his potential football career and everything. As a little screen pass, Jacquez Gone gets absolutely ate up by the Southeast Seminoles. Should bring up about third and 20 for the Tornadoes. Ball will be spotted at the 37 of the purple and gold as we're under 90 seconds to play. Scoreless first quarter here at Tornado Alley. Cleve Benson getting the play call from the sideline, now coming into the huddle. Be interesting to see how Southeast responds to that injury. You saw all the Southeast players run to McLaren right before he was taken off the field in a show of support. Sometimes something like that galvanizes a team. Benson with trip receivers to his right. He's going to put up in the air looking for Hayes, and he's got Hayes at the 35-yard line. Hayes is going to be out of bounds at the southeast 30. First and goal, Booker with 56.6 seconds to go in the first quarter. Wow, what a throw by Mouse Benson. Hits him to the sideline. Jameer, Jameer Hayes with a beautiful catch, readjusts and gets his feet inbounds. What a throw by Mouse Benson able to get uh, Jameer Hayes the ball in inbounds. Answering any questions wow. about the lingering shoulder injury from last week. Benson again working out of the pistol. I did hear it was only a stinger. Yeah, so did I. Uh, it was an injury he recurred two weeks ago and it just reoccurred into last week's game. Trip receivers to the left, hand off. I think that and was not much Gordon. doing for Gordon. And again, we're talking about 55. We're talking about Haynes. I mean... You got to do a better job at blocking that. That's literally come off of your side. A veteran lineman at that. Senior. So second and ten for Booker. Yeah, you're not going to get recruited making blocks like that. Should be the final play of the first quarter. If we even get the snap off, I think, yeah, I think we're going to hold off here. See the office coordinator, Willie Brown. Under five, three, two, one, and that'll do it for the first 12 minutes of play here at Tornado Alley. We are scoreless on STLR Sports Talk. We're going to take a time out to give a little bit of words to our sponsors. We'll be back with the second quarter here. More Booker football action on stlrsportstalk.com. 
Hi, I'm Todd Rentschler, your realtor. When you choose me to help you buy or sell your next home, you're choosing someone you know, someone local, someone you can trust. I grew up here in Sarasota, and I'm a proud Booker High grad, class of 95. I don't sell homes part-time or on the side, and I didn't retire into this business. I work hard seven days a week to make sure you get the best home buying or selling experience possible. I've helped over 100 families buy, sell, or lease a home. Todd Rentschler of Forbes Property Group is a proud sponsor of the Booker Tornadoes on STLR Sports Talk. I'm here to meet your real estate needs at 941-807-5730. On the strength of a 28-yard pass play from sophomore quarterback Cleve Benson to Jameer Hayes Booker with a second and nine from the Southeast 30 as we start the second quarter here Week two action, Tornado Alley. You're listening to Booker Football coverage on STLR Sports Talk. Chad Brockoff, Craig Wiley Jr., and the second-generation Tornado, Derek Fugers. First play of the second quarter. Benson working out of the pistol. He's got two receivers to his right, two backs in the backfield with him. He's looking to his left. He's going to throw it up looking for Jones. Oh, And it's going to be intercepted by Southeast in the end zone. He's actually looking. I mean, that's Jerron Glover did everything he could there to try to fight the ball away. That's just the ball ended up in the in the, in the hands of the Southeast. Great job by both players doing a little hand battle, able to get both of those guys. I believe that was Cameron Bartles with the interception for the Seminoles' first turnover of the night. And this will bring up Southeast's fourth possession of the game. We're scoreless, just underway in the second quarter, 11.52 left. That can quite possibly change in this possession as that defensive line for Booker Trinidad has gotten some great penetration. They're going to actually man. mark the interception as happening at the Southeast wow. one, so no touchback on the play. Safety territory right here for the Booker Tornadoes. Maybe get that quick two points. I'll tell you what, man. Despite this rain, we got a nice crowd. Even for the Southeast people over there, man. Yeah. We got a nice crowd. Whistles on the field. Timeout Southeast, it looks like. Why Probably had a play call there for a first and 10 from the 20 instead of a first and 10 from the 1. So definitely don't blame Brett Timmons, former head coach at Outdoor Academy. Had some great success there. Former Southeast high player. Played on an undefeated team in 1993. The first team in the state of Florida to go 15-0. His senior year, they went 14-1, losing only to Riverview in the regular season and winning another state title. Played for the legendary Paul Meckley, and there's been three head coaches since Meckley retired as the head coach and athletic director at Southeast. There was John Warden, and then Rashad West, the Lakewood Ranch current head coach and former Southeast quarterback, and Timmons taking over for West. This would be a great down for Ziggy to blow up that line, getting that backfield for a big stop, possibly a safety right here. Huggins has them spread out, two receivers to each side. Daniels in the backfield as the tailback, working out of the shotgun. Snap back to Huggins. He's going to hand off to oh, Daniels. Wow. That's and that should be a safety. It is. Why would you hand off of a shotgun formation at the one Safety. 14 seconds into the second quarter. <laughs> And we have our first points of the night. First I mean, comments by Doug Fernandes, too. I pretty much called that one. You did, Craig Wiley. Good call. Daniels tackled for a loss of one and a tornado safety. 
you know, I kind of figured that was going to happen just because, you know, the penetration that Zeke Williams has been getting tonight on the offensive line. He is the one who comes up and makes the tackle. Obviously, great job by the offensive line or defensive line by the Tornadoes. Get that penetration and getting into the backfield, stopping the ball carrier, getting that safety. Two to nothing. First points of the game. That's just like Chad Brockoff said. How much of the onus was on the Booker defense after last week's performance with the way that Cardinal Mooney just ate them up, not only with the running game, but through those little shovel passes? Yeah, I mean, they definitely came out here with a spark that they didn't have last week, and uh, something tells me that uh, a little tune-up session happened a couple times <laughs> during this, this That's a week. nice way to put it. Yeah. Well, listen, if I'm offensive line coach for this Booker Tornadoes, I think uh, the sled's going to be these guys' best friend over the next couple weeks because you're either going to block this sled till you uh, do it right in the game or you're going to have a, a, a tough season. Carlos Aragon to kick it off for the Seminoles after the safety. 2-0 Booker leads with 11.46 to go in the second quarter. Two return men back for the Tornadoes at the 40, and it's going to be a boomer. They better get back there. Jerron Glover chasing down the ball, and he's going to pick it up at the 13. Going to go to his left, now to the middle of the field, and he's going to be brought down at the 33-yard line. Decent return. Should have been a little bit more prepared for that as both returners were around the 40-yard line, and Aragon boomed one to the 13. Yeah, I don't think the Tornadoes were really expecting that kick to go as fun. I don't think any of us were, to be honest with you. He gets that ball kicked back deep to where Ron Glover has to retreat. Great job by Ron Glover to make up some ground. I believe he picked up the ball around the nine-yard line, Chad, if I'm not mistaken. Nice pickup on the return. Benson with two backs in the backfield, working out of that pistol. Two receivers to the right. going to hand it off. Jones, Jones still on his feet. Nice open And then he's going to be taken down at the 36-yard line. So a pickup of three for Jones. So instead of going north-south there when he's around the 35-yard line, he tries to cut it and not much doing after that. Cameron Bartles, number six on the tackle for the Southeast Seminoles. Yeah, sometimes it just pays forward to put that head down, fall forward. Second and three, excuse me, second and seven for the Tornadoes after the pickup of three. Ball will be placed at the 36-yard line of Booker. 11-11 to go in the second quarter. Booker leads 2-0. Handoff once again, plowing ahead to the 38-yard line. Short game. One thing I do like about it, the offensive line for the Tornadoes are getting somewhat of penetration, a big push here, because, I mean, from where the ball was snapped to where they ended up at, they did push two yards, so hats off to the offensive line for the Booker Tornadoes kind of making the adjustments to see if they can continue to make adjustments to continue to get better towards the end of this game. Third and a long five, ball will be placed at the 38 of the Tornadoes. Two receivers now to the right for Benson. Two backs in the backfield. He's looking to the right, and he's going to drop the ball, and it's going to be picked up by Southeast at the Booker 31. Wet conditions. Benson looks like he's hurt. I don't know if he's just down because he fumbled the ball, but Benson looks like he's hurt. Played sparingly in the second half last week because of the shoulder injury. We saw a little bit of Gavin Stanford, the freshman quarterback. So Southeast with its fifth possession of the game. Ball placed at the Booker 31. 10.26 to go before the half. Hurt his shoulder again. Two receivers each side for Huggins, the junior quarterback. He looks to his left. 
Pump fakes, now running to his right. He's going to fire. Wide open. fire complete at the 16-yard line for Ty Warren Davis, the junior wide receiver. A very smart play by Davis. He's seen his quarterback was on the scramble, broke off from his route, came back to make it, you know, get himself wide open, find a nice little open spot in the field. Nobody bothered to follow him to, to try to defend that. And if you're the 28 defense, you have to watch out for that. Penalty flag on the play. An eligible man downfield. So the purple and gold catching a break there with 10-18 to go in the second quarter. Line Tell you what, man, my, down. my freshman year, I got three of those penalties because I just wanted to go down there. And because after the play, before the, the ball's thrown, I'm already two years. You're two looking yards to hit up, somebody else. Yeah, man, I'm already up the field, man. Did you commit three more the rest of the season? No, never, never more after that. My freshman season, three only. How much did you run the next practice? Oh, uh, come on, man. Okay. Come on. Flashbacks, <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> it was a thing called crank that sherm, you will roll when First I was playing. So. and 15 for the Seminoles from the Booker 36. Huggins looking uh, over the holding. middle. Yep. Yep. 67 and a, a hole. Almost Ziggy. right away. And that ball was almost picked off. It looked like it bounced off the hand of a tornado defender. I believe this is going to be a holding call. Wait for the official call here from the White Hat. He's getting the explanation. And another ineligible man downfield. Wow, wonder if it's the same exact player. So this is marching back another five yards to the Booker 41. And it looks like they're talking to the number three, the receiver. So I think he's lined up on the line, close in. And not reporting and as not eligible. And not reporting, correct. And I think he's going out for a pass. And I think that's exactly what's happening. Because he got a little explanation from the ref, and now he just communicated with his receiver. And, yes, he, now he's lining off now. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they were both lining on the ball. Two receivers to each side. Huggins out of the gun. Daniels in the backfield looking to put it in the air. And he's going to fire complete at the 29-yard line. Great job by number nine there, Calvin Clark, to rip off of his defender, Jameer Hayes, and able to complete the ball. Second and 10 now. Ball placed inside the 30-yard line of the Tornadoes. Huggins will put it in the air again, looking to the right side. He's got a man in the end zone. Touchdown. Complete for Neary, the junior wide receiver. He was wide open. He had all three Tornado defenders beat. Beautiful ball by Huggins. Put it right in the bread basket. Six points for Southeast. That's a beautiful thrown ball right there. Couldn't ask for a better thrown ball by Huggins there. Southeast taking a 6-2 lead with nine and a half minutes to go in the first half. The 30-yard touchdown pass to Neary from Huggins. The junior to junior connection there for the Seminoles. Aragon on the attempt, the extra point kick. Tornadoes get their first points of the game. Southeast gets the ball back, goes down the field. Tell you, that was a statement drive by Southeast in the passing game right there. We saw a lot of running plays from Southeast on their first four possessions right there, airing it out, and wide open was Neary in the end zone. Kick is up, and it is a line drive through the uprights, and it is good. So Southeast with a 7-2 lead, nine and a half minutes to go in the first half. And it'll be interesting to see who we see at quarterback for the Tornadoes. As Cleve Benson may have suffered an injury on that fumble, but could be out there too because that young man does not want to go down with the ship. 
And we saw him on defense last week trying to pump up that unit. And at that point in the first quarter, it may have been a little bit too late against Cardinal Mooney, unfortunately, the way that the Cougars came out. You hate to see, you know, the, you know, I, I, there was a player when I was in high school named Rational Smart. Obviously, he had a real, shoulder, a real bad shoulder problems as well to where almost every single game he laid a big hit, his shoulder would pop out of place. Ouch. And they, they'd have to pop it in. He'd, he'd be back in the game next, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes it was just too, too, too much to where they couldn't pop it back into place and he could not return. So, you know, uh, this I'm not saying that's one of the reasons why this could be happening, but it, I don't want to say it's happening with Cleve Benson, but let's hope not. But I, in my opinion, it could be a thing that could happen. So Aragon to kick off for the Seminoles. Second time kicking off tonight. He kicked off after the safety. 7-2 Southeast leads. Approaches the football. End over end kick. Can be fielded at the 10-yard line right. by Glover. Running to his left, looking for the sideline. And going to be upended at the 29-yard line of the Tornadoes. <laughs> the kicker. Come on now. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to make sure it gets done properly. Well, Got to no, go to those he, special teams meetings, he, too. He goes down there and hits the kicker and starts jawjacking with the kicker. <laughs> and he's like, bro, the kicker wasn't even nowhere near the play. Like, come on now. So ball will be actually spotted at the Tornado 28. <laughs> no, uh, nobody. He's a nobody. <laughs> Big Howard, Coach Howard. He played with Steve in uh, 2005, 2004. Are we going to see Todd Simmons at quarterback for the Tornadoes? Looks like we are because Vince is still on the, on the sideline. This is a junior, Todd Simmons, playing quarterback for the first time this year for the Tornadoes. He'll work out of that pistol just like Benson, handing it off. Straight ahead is Simmons, past the 30 to the 33-yard line. Nice little pickup there by Marquavius Simmons, the senior running back. So I wonder if they're just going to do the same thing they kind of did last week, hold Mouse out to the first half and then bring him back in the second half. Handoff once again to Simmons. He's going to make a step move to his left, and he's going to be brought down at the 35-yard line, bringing up a third and three for the homestanding Tornadoes. I wouldn't be surprised if they run the ball three straight times. There's going to be a timeout on Southeast. Good thing we're not on FCC radio Golly, there. Golly, boy. <laughs> Take a picture here. Unfortunately, Doug Fernandes has learned a hard lesson about Max Preps, which is somehow lumped in as the official recording service in our state. We're dealing with a Southeast roster. It goes back to 2018. Just... So I think Terrence Jones is actually on Fernandes' roster for Max Preps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don Renone is the head coach and athletic director. <laughs> and if you just caught that, we're being facetious because you never know when people can tune in. Facts. I think I've seen John Jones. Or, uh, yeah, he's on there too. He graduated in 2006. <laughs> Still got Cedric Henry on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> There's seven number twos on this team. What the heck? I thought Marcus Waters graduated. <laughs> Now, what 
Sam Shields could play start playing back on the team. <laughs> Third and three for the Tornadoes. Hayes as the quarterback fakes the pass, gonna cut it up himself. Nice. And he's gonna first. be close to the down marker. I think he's Ooh. gonna have it. I think they're gonna give it to him. Official on the far side has given it to him. We may have an official measurement here. One official shaking his head yes, and the white hat confirms first down tornadoes. Jameer Hayes playing quarterback there, faking the pass briefly and then calling his own number, going to the left and picking up about three and a half yards to the 39. So from what I'm looking at, trainer Kevin, it keeps doing this when he's talking to Baraka. So I'm assuming Miles Benson might have received a concussion here, Chad Rockoff, because they keep focusing on, on, on his head and in his upper body. Some movement up front there by the Southeast defensive line. Looks like Shane Charles, the main defender, offender there, the junior. And the Tornadoes will march forward five yards on the penalty, bringing up a first and five. We said it before, do you try something out here with the passing game? Absolutely. Try to get over Glover. the top. Glover there, one on one on the left side of Hayes. One on Hayes one. out of the pistol. He's going to run to his right, looking right. for blocks, trying to turn the corner, still looking for blocks. He's fumbles the ball. Fumbles in the oh, southeast. Like by southeast. I see it. Hopefully, the ball might have went out of bounds. Squirted loose there and headed for the sidelines. Did a white jersey get on top of it before it rolled out of bounds? I don't see no defensive substitutions, no offensive changes. So he may have fumbled it forward. He might have fumbled it for and it went out down. of bounds. Yeah, it probably, it probably went out of bounds. They probably I do see a bounce. flag on the field, though, uh, in, in the vicinity of maybe holding. Yeah, it looks like they're getting ready to march backwards. Unless it was a face mask, but I think it was. The, it came in from the back, so it might have been holding. Wait for the official call, and they are marking it back, and it is holding. a holding. So that's a 10-yard penalty. Looks like they're going to march it back from the – Booker, 44, ball will be placed at the 34. So it should bring up a first and 16. Remember what we were just saying about over the top right now, Deron Glover? Now might be your time. Even number 10, I mean, you tend you know, to talk Ajawan Mitchell, he's another tall receiver out there for the Tornadoes. At the same time, you're not playing with your regular quarterback. Jacquez Jones taking the snap there for the start Tornadoes. There. I believe it's going to be on the center, too, because if I'm not mistaken, the off of the line move and the center didn't move. So Somebody forgot the snap count. So now first and 21 as the ball will be placed at the Tornado 29. 7.45 to Southeast with a 7-2 lead over a homestanding Booker here on STLR Sports Talk. First and 20 here. And it's Jones taking the snap as the quarterback running right towards the sideline on the left side, going to be brought out of bounds at the 35. Bad. So a pickup of six there on first down. Following his blocker, Simmons the entire way, finds a little gap, pushes up into it before he goes out of bounds. Not a bad run there. And now Mouse Benson has been left alone by the Tornado training staff on the sideline. I think they've concurred exactly what it is. And I'm, I'm going to try to get some information at halftime. Looks like oh, Hayes calling the play in the huddle. He'll be the quarterback once again. Elijah Juan Mitchell and Jacquez Jones as receivers to his right, two backs in the backfield. 
Hayes takes the snap, looking to put it up in the air, fakes the pass, rolls to his right, fires complete to Jones. Jones in the Southeast Territory, and he's going to run out of bounds at the 43-yard line, first down Tornadoes. Nice little dunk off play. Jameer Hayes finds his running back wide open in the flats. You know, dunk it off to him. He gets a great boost of run, gets the first down. Great job by Jameer Hayes finding the open receiver. We'll wait for the chain gang on the other side of the field. First down Tornado, 7-19 to go in the second quarter. Booker trailing visiting Southeast 7-2. Cleve Benson, the sophomore quarterback, out for the Tornadoes, walking with trainer Kevin Eichhorn now on the sideline. Three receivers to the quarterback's left. Looking for the sideline is Hayes. He's going to cut it up. He's inside the 40, inside the 35. Still inside on his the feet. 30, still on his feet. Down opening. the sideline. Touchdown, Tornadoes. Now that is just pure athleticism from Jameer Hayes right there. Makes two people miss. Cuts up. Finds a hold gap. And look at him showboating. Don't get a flag here, Jameer. Come on now. The senior wide receiver called into action at quarterback with the perceived injury to Cleve Benson. He, he 43 yards on the carry, showing all kinds of moves there for the touchdown, and Booker taking an 8-7 lead, extra point attempt pending. I think he got a little hype there because when they threw the touchdown, the quarterback kind of showboated over there for the okay. southeast sideline. Okay. So uh, I, I think that's why he got a little hype during there. But he, he's something you do need to watch because they will flag you for that. In years past, we have gone for two here. I agree with kicking here. You do not chase the points. Take the 9-7 lead. Yep. The big play belt going to Jameer Hayes. The nice little pass to Jacquez Jones and then calling his own number 43 yards to what, the house. I want to give a huge shout out. Oh, that's a bad hold by the holder. It was a holder, low yeah. snap, laces in, and Rebello line drives it way underneath the crossbar. It's kind of a bit of mishaps on both sides because Rebello needs to learn not to kick the ball and or start kicking the ball to where the ball the ball is down. He's starting to run before the ball is even placed in his hand, so it's kind of a little bit of a uh, fault on both hands. But the Tornadoes do hold an 8-7 lead here. And I want to say a big, big, big congratulations, or shout-out to, to Jerron Glover there. Actually was one of the main blockers on that left side to free up Jameer Hayes. So big congratulations to Jerron Glover. For, uh, and a lot of programs, you got to show you can block before you get the ball. Tell you what, man, it's got to bring some, some, some life back into the stadium here for this Tornado team. I think that Southeast defensive unit's getting a talking to after that pass play and missing all kinds of tackles there on the touchdown run you know what? You, by Hayes. You, appear, you, you, uh, you, uh, you prepare for Mouse Benson. He gets hurt. You get this guy who comes in who's the backup. Not too much film on him at the quarterback helm, but still Jameer Hayes is using what he's got, using his speed, his agility, his, his quickness out of his cuts, obviously making a play and getting in the end zone for Tornadoes. So we've seen Jones, Hayes, and so. Taj Simmons. And right now we look to the Booker sideline, and some vision testing is going on with quarterback Cleve Benson. We'll get more of an official word hopefully at halftime on Benson's status the rest of the way. Two return men back for Southeast. Great kick Beautiful by Rebello. It's going to take a bounce at the four and roll into the end zone. Second like touchback of him this year. Big weapon there that we haven't had the last couple years. I mean, let, let's face it. 
it's probably been since the Kenny Stoner days that Booker's <laughs> had a dependable kickoff kicker. Coach Kenny. I mean, yeah, Kenny or definitely Matt Leach, one of the two. Or Grant. I mean, there's been some in between them. Grant Markin was a good kicker. Kenny Stoner, you know, and then Matt Leach obviously was one of the ones, the bigger one back in the day. When we actually had a kicking coach. Bob Rowe. Yeah, man. Coach short Rowe. Guy. <laughs> the guru. He was so funny looking at me. Southeast with the ball at the 20-yard line. Going to give wow. the jet sweep. Wow. And a pickup of about three there. Shoestring tackle there to, to bring that play to an end, but not after, what, a good what, four or five yards? Cam Bartles on the jet sweep carry for the Seminoles. Great. Southeast trailing Booker 8-7 with 6.45 to go in the first half. Great job by Neary. He, he, he forced himself through this tiniest hole. And I thought for sure that they were going to stuff him right there, but great job. Huggins out of the shotgun, two receivers each side. He's going to fake the handoff to Daniels, and Huggins is going to take it himself all the way to the Booker 33. That should be enough to move the chains. Another southeast first down. And they're right back on the ball to hurry up attack. Tell you what, number things things are getting a little feisty between number 11 and number 13 for the Tornadoes. So now trip receivers to the right of the quarterback Huggins. He works out of the gun, looking to throw it over the middle, and oh, it's almost, almost picked, picked off. off. Paul McLeod. Not used to he's used to catching the basketball, maybe not so much a football. <laughs> Good so, vision there. Yeah, though. great read by Paul McLeod. Almost picking that one off. Most importantly, broke up the pass play. Could have laid the wood, too, if you wanted to. I mean, Paul Cloud just lowers his shoulder. But great job by defending that one and putting your hand in it on there, great, breaking it up. Same formation for the Seminoles. Trip receivers to Warren. Huggins is right. He's going to look to put the ball in the air. He's being chased by Ziggy Williams. Going to roll to his right and fire complete to Cook. Right around the 43-yard line. We'll see where that is. I think it's going to be just short of the first down marker. I tell you what, Southeast is running some great routes receiver-wise. I think mm -hmm. they've done a great great job of getting the, letting the receivers get open. The, the quarterback is getting pressure, but the receivers are doing a great job of getting open and finding an open space for you to make the catch. Third and two, and the quarterback, Huggins, going to face the handoff to Daniels, roll to his left, and pick up the first down. Waiting for the official placement of the ball yep. as the white hat does indicate southeast first down. 6.05 to go in the second quarter. Seminoles trail your Booker Tornadoes 8-7 here on STLR Sports Talk and the Tornado sideline taking a timeout. We'll try to dig up some other scores throughout the area throughout the night. Probably a lot of late starts out there because of the weather. I'd like to remind everybody with the impending hurricane out there Please show some courteous behavior, some kindness this week. Don't be hoarding and filling up uh, Home Depot buckets with gas at a Fruitville <laughs> gas station. I tell you, without, without social media, we wouldn't know about, I don't know, 93% of this stuff that we see nowadays. Say your prayers. Be prepared. Mouse Metz on the sideline with his helmet now. Well, that's a good sign then. That's a good sign then. That's essentially saying to me that he's passed concussion protocol and he's probably going to end up going back into this game. 
6.05 to go in the first half. Southeast with a first and 10 at its own 44-yard line. Seminoles trail the Booker Tornadoes 8-7. Huggins looking to put it in the air, and he's going to be sacked. Ziggy Williams, second sack tonight. I mean, that's a huge, that's like about 10-yard loss right there. Huge tackle for loss. Depending on where they spot it, <laughs> they're going to be kind, and this will be a second and 19 for the Seminoles. So about a nine-yard loss. Quarterback losing the ball as he's going down on that sack. Going to fire it out. Little hitch pass in, completing the Seminoles. Lucky that that wasn't ruled a lateral. Saw that in the kickoff classic as Lakeland Kathleen gave up a fumble on a lateral that all the Red Devils quit on, and the Tornadoes picked it up. So third and 19 coming up for the Seminoles. Booker looking to dial up another big-time stop, get the ball back, and maybe make something happen here on the final drive of the first half. Booker will get the ball to start the second half, but first things first, defense has got to come up with a stop here on third and 19. Ball placed at the Seminole 35. Huggins out of the gun, and we've got an early, early flag. It's going to be a false start on number 11. Yeah, it's going to be on number 11. You can see him complaining to the referee right now. So push it back five more yards. Third and 26, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Tread? I think it was third and 25. 25. 24, <laughs> 25, 26. Tornado defense has to be cognizant of where the sticks are, though. Third Absolutely. in the country mile If right you're the now. defensive backs, you're definitely watching exactly where the, where the first down marker is, and you're not letting them get past that right there. So another ball coming in from the sideline. Lineman subs. That's not usually what you see. So two offensive linemen getting subbed out for Southeast. On third down. On third down. 528 to go in the first half. Maybe they're better pass blockers. Yeah, it could possibly be, Craig Wiley. Obviously, Ziggy's having a good job of getting into the backfield, applying that pressure. Huggins going to be chased as he's rolling to his right, looking to put it up in the air. He throws. He's got a man. And firing complete wow. at the Tornado 38 is Neary once again on the reception. Ron Glover, what are you doing? You're right there with him one step at a time. He cuts back. You have to be more aware than that, man. That is terrible defense. Arion Neary, the junior terrible. with the second big catch of the night. He opened the scoring for the Seminoles with a 30-yard touchdown pass from Huggins. You cannot allow that to happen. Going to fake the handoff to Daniels. We got whistles all over the place. Looks like it's going to be, there's a flag on the far side of the field, Chad. Toward the southeast sidelines. White Hat getting the indication. Possibly a sideline warning, we'll see. Illegal substitution on the Seminoles with 5.13 to go in the second quarter. Southeast driving, trailing eight to seven. Will be marched back to the Booker 45-yard line, bringing up a first and 15. Booker band starts to play in the background. Same formation for the Seminoles. It's been successful so far, working out of the gun. Huggins, two receivers each side. Daniels in the backfield. Going to throw to his left. He fires complete. Calvin Cook going to be upended at the 41-yard line, so it should be a second and 11 facing the Seminoles right now. 
No huddle for the Seminoles. Hurry up offense in full effect. Line to gain, the 29 of the Tornadoes throwing over the middle and firing complete is, is Huggins. This is terrible right now, man. They are literally throwing the ball at will. They talked about how, how well they were running it tonight. Now Southeast is just, their receivers, like I said, are, run, are running great routes to where they're getting separation and they're hugging, the quarterback Huggins is finding his open receiver every single time. So chain, great awareness by Huggins. Chain gang set on the other side. First and 10 for the Seminoles at the Booker 26. 4.32 to go in the first half. Trips to the right. Movement up front on the, the Tornadoes. This is where things are just falling apart right now for the Tornadoes. They've done a great job, but I feel like that, that stick's starting to break here. I mean, Ziggy Williams, his hands are on his hips. He's tired of all the defensive line. is completely gassed right now. And they're trying to stop the clock, and they finally do. This is Deshaun Olave with the penalty there for the Tornadoes. Ball will be placed at the 21 of the purple and gold. Once again, trip receivers to the right. Southeast changing it up. It looks like they're going to take a timeout with clock continues to roll and finally stopping at 4.02 left in the first half. Homestanding Booker leading Southeast 8-7, but the Seminoles on the march. Thoughts so far, guys, on the Seminoles seem to have success in the passing game that you wouldn't expect of a team that really hasn't played since the spring game. Yeah, I mean, for a team who's coming in on the first game, a little rocky at first, but, I mean, it seems like they're coming together pretty good here. <laughs> Booker will receive the kickoff to open the second half. Sorry, hurricane memes. It's the only thing that's keeping us sane right now, <laughs> that in high school football. It's funny because, like, all my Twitch people on Twitch were like, are you okay? Is everything going to be okay? And I, I sent a picture in my Discord. I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting ready for a football game here tonight. <laughs> How does the baby handle thunder and stuff like that? She's a Floridian. She, she, she like, when it starts thundering, but, like, once it starts happening a little, for a little bit, she's used to it by then. So she handles it better than your brother Steve, is what you're telling me. <laughs> or Angelo. <laughs> or Zena. <laughs> First and five for Southeast. Ball at the Booker 21. I wouldn't Two be receivers to each side for Huggins. Going to fake the handoff. Rolls to his right, and he's going to fire short for the intended receiver nearly there. Tell you what, Jerron Glover, great job that time picking up the man, and Jameer Hayes was there to kind of spy that the receiver there. And it looks like the defense, tornado defense is trying to talk to each other, trying to figure out what's going on here. And it's second and five. Second and five. Watch the run here. I wouldn't be surprised if Southeast tries to run it, thinking that they're going to throw the ball, give it a little. Got to change it up maybe here if you're the Seminoles. draw play. Yeah, they're going to throw no, it again. No, they're going to put it up in the air once should again. Be a block in the back. Being chased that and be rolling right. And firing complete once again is Huggins inside the 10-yard line you know, are the Seminoles with another first down. We need to have some justice the second time tonight where I've possibly seen a block in the back. No, I think that definitely was. It, did you see it off the left side? It was just crazy. Official standing right there, too. Southeast threatening. Goal at the 9-yard line, 348 to go in the first half. 
and faking the handoff, staying on his feet as Huggins touchdown. and rolling all the way to his right for a nine-yard touchdown is the junior quarterback, Malik Huggins. That'll give Southeast a 13-8 lead here with 340 to if go I'm in the Southeast, first half. If I'm Southeast, I'm doing exactly – I'm not throwing the ball no more. I'm throwing the ball no more. I'm throwing it. Because right now, Booker, that's their de that's their defectiveness. Booker's de their defensive backs, they're terrible. Can't guard nobody. They're leaving receivers wide open. It's like they're watching the quarterback too much instead of watching the guy that's supposed to be guarding to see what he's going to do with the ball in his hands. I get that he's running the ball very well, but you got to stay with the guy you're defending. And right now, they're not doing a great job at that when the defensive backs wide. Aragon on to attempt the extra point kick. Decent snap. It is down. It blocked. is blocked. Looks like number 55. That's Mike Haynes, Jr. One good thing he's done all season so far. So 13 to 8. A very manageable score here. Tornado's only down one touchdown. Cleve Benson has his helmet on. He is talking with Marquavius Simmons, one of his running backs right now. I think it's highly likely that we'll see Benson back for this, what could be a final drive of the first half. As Derek said, Booker trailing right now 13-8 to after the nine-yard touchdown run by Malik Huggins, the junior quarterback for the Seminoles. Tornadoes opening the scoring with a tackle in the end zone that gave them a 2-0 lead. Then Neary with the 30-yard touchdown pass from Huggins and the extra point from Aragon made it 7-2. With 7.05 left in the second quarter, Jameer Hayes showing his moves with a 43-yard touchdown run. Extra point attempt was short and way underneath the crossbar, making it 8-7. And then the PAT being blocked there after Huggins' nine-yard touchdown run. And that is how we are at 13-8 with 3.40 left in the first half here on STLR Sports Talk live from Tornado Alley here in Sarasota, Florida. You'd love to see the offense get something going. I mean, I understand they scored in their last drive, but again, Southeast pretty much capitalized on the, uh, what was it, uh, of fumble, correct, if I'm not mistaken? Capitalized on that fumble play, take it down the, the field, and put points on the board off the, after the turnover. So Tornado's losing two fumbles so far tonight, both setting up Southeast touchdowns. Aragon to kick it off as the ball is placed at the 40 of the Seminoles. End over end kick. It's going to be a little bit short. It's going to bounce at the 15. Tornado's having trouble fielding. Finally going to be Jimmy picked Hayes. up. He's got wide open, nothing but green grass and opportunity. Middle of the field, trying to outrace Southeast defenders, gets a block there late. Jameer Hayes again, ladies and gentlemen. Great block, I think that was O'Malley. That was not O'Malley, that's Christian. Christian. We got his number here. 87 sorry, yards. Nate, Nate Williams. No, 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 no. Jameer Hayes unofficially with an 87-yard kickoff return. There's a yellow flag I see. We do have a flag all the way back here, Chad Brockoff. At the 32-yard line of the Tornadoes. I think it might be getting waved off, though, because I see them still sitting up down here. I think it might have just fell out because I was watching, and I didn't see yeah, any didn't flags see no back flag, here. Yeah. I think you're right, Craig Wally. I think the flag fell out of his pocket. 
And looks like Southeast is trying to get some yeah, kind of explanation. Because he, he's, he's putting it back in. I think it fell out because as he was down here, I, that's the first thing I did was look this back. This is the second time the Tornadoes Unsportsmanlike conduct on the Tornadoes after the touchdown. Is that what he just signaled? Believe so. Got a whistle on the field. Booker's going to take a timeout. This is the second time they scored and had no idea who's out on the field on special teams. Whoever the special team coaches, you need to figure this out because it's the second time in a row you guys have failed to get your team out there and stop the ball. This has been a back-and-forth game. Pretty uh, evenly matched teams here. Tornadoes with a 14-13 lead as Jameer Hayes... Dude, a little bit of difficulty nice. picking up that kickoff, but when he finally does, racing by the Southeast kickoff team. It's crazy. When, as soon as I see him pick up the ball, I look over to his right. It was like the pursuit was, was past yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. And he had one person to beat at that time. He did, and it was just him and the kicker. I knew he was going to have no problem with the kicker. Not to mention Nate Williams was right there as his lead blocker. Turned around. He lays a good block, in my opinion, making sure that guy in pursuit behind him Sacrifice his body. Who was, he was coming up quick. Absolutely, Craig Wiley. So great job all around by Jameer Hayes and Nate Williams to get that ball in the end zone for the Tornadoes. Retake the lead, 14-13. They're going to go for two here, chase the points, and try to make it a three-point contest. I like it. I like Benson it. back in the game for the Tornadoes. He'll have Simmons in the backfield. One-on-one -on -one fade route to Jerron Gover. Look, he's one-on-one -on -one up the top of the corner there, and they're going to shut him to the other side. Yeah. Glover's going to go to the left as he's in motion right now. Two receivers to Benson's right. Two-point play with 3.34 to go. Throw it up. And he's going to look for Glover. He's going to have to call his own number and nothing doing. Still there. going. Doing his <laughs> How does he do that? <laughs> he somehow tries to squirt loose there. He's going to be tackled at the four-yard line. But when you think you have Cleve Benson, you don't have Cleve Benson. I think it's the same way with Jameer Hayes as well. You think you got both of them, and both of them are elusive to get out of that tackle and gain more yards by keep pumping their feet. It's one thing that I keep expressing to my running back or running backs in their five, six, seven-year-old level. Keep moving your feet. It doesn't matter if you are tackled. Keep moving your feet. Keep chucking forward because who knows? They might slip off you. You could gain or bust out of there for a touchdown. Keep pumping those feet until you hear that whistle. I mean, we would say with Benson that, that saying five foot eight's a little bit generous. Hayes, we don't have official size here on the roster, but what would you say for Hayes? About the same. I would say Hayes is five foot eight and Mouse is more five six. Yes. <laughs> so Mouse and trainer Kevin Icorn joking with each other, so it looks like no injury for Benson. He looks like he's in good spirits. Tornado's got a little bit of Jubilee on the sideline right now. See if the defense can hold off this Southeast offense and this passing attack right now to keep this game or this lead going into halftime. With the unsportsmanlike conduct call after the touchdown, it's going to be enforced on the kickoff, and Robalo's going to kick from the Booker 25. Looks like Mouse is about to get taped up on his ankle or something like that. We've got a tornado doing push-ups on the sideline. Man, tra trainer Kevin Eichhorn got the boots out tonight. I like it. Rabalo prepares for the kickoff. It's going to happen from the 25. 
Touchback. Not Sebastian Janikowski like. <laughs> nice line drive kick end over ends going to be fielded at the 22. Got blocker. He's Returner got a still on his feet and finally upended at the 45 yard line. Paul McLeod on the tackle there. Ty Warren Davis, decent return for the Seminoles. And they're in business as they start this possession with 3.26 to go in the first half. Ball will be spotted at the Seminole 46. Fastest taper in the West, I'll tell you that right now. And nobody can fast take a tape of ankle faster than trainer Tevin Icorn. I'll tell you that right now. Nobody. Man's a magician with the tape in his hands. Is that the left ankle of Benson he's taping up? Left ankle, yes, sir. So, so if it's, it's not broke, don't, don't fix it right it. here. Continue to go through the air. Absolutely. If you're Huggins and the Seminoles. They got, four tight, they got four set right now, three on one side, one on the other. It's not going to be too hard to cover 54 yards with a hurry-up offense. Trip receivers to the left. Huggins is going to pitch it. Daniel still on his feet into Booker territory beyond the 45, inside the 45, and brought down at the Booker 43. That should be good enough for a Southeast first down. So the rain has officially stopped here tonight, and it has officially turned into a nice night for football here. Besides the rain we had earlier tonight. Looking to put it up in the air as he's rolling right as Huggins. That's, and he's going to fire complete once again to Davis inside the 30 at the 28-yard line of the Tornadoes. I don't get how Ziggy Williams is running towards us and the offensive lineman pushes him from the back. And the white hat is right there and nothing's getting called. Third time tonight I've seen a block in the back and nothing's being called. Going to put it up in the air once again are the Seminoles. Rolling to his left is Huggins. He's looking for the corner of the end zone. Wide He's open. got a man wide open. Wow. Touchdown, what Southeast. Throw. Wow, what a throw by Huggins. These defensive backs are just absolutely getting destroyed right now. Huggins is absolutely just having his way, throwing the ball wherever he needs to. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, he's throwing that ball off his back foot. Is that Neary once again? No, I believe that's number three. So that was Ty Warren Davis for, on the reception there. 43-yard touchdown pass from Huggins. I'm sorry, that was number two. Bellamy, yeah, Zion yeah, because, Bellamy. Because uh, Williams just came off the field. Extra point kick is good by Aragon. Southeast taking a 20-14 lead with 2.54 to go in the first half been one of the longer first halves we had an injury delay that took up a significant <laughs> chunk of time it's 9:40 right now we started around 8:15 tonight and we'll be here a little bit longer southeast continues to put the ball in the air don't blame them one bit with the success no, not at all and, and you're right as far as huggins the junior quarterback he's listed at five foot ten 155 pounds but putting together all kinds of throws tonight Last updated at 9.17, so. So Riverview and Braden River tied at 14 Ooh. in the second quarter. Our opponent last week, Cardinal Mooney, losing at the half at Tampa Catholic, 21-7. Sarasota all over Northport, 24-0 at Manatee, 2-0 over Palmetto in the second. 
Uh, Auburndale just up 7-0 on Bayshore in a rivalry game. Charlotte all over Fort Myers, 28-6 in the second quarter. Former district foe of ours, Wachula Hardy, trails Port Charlotte at the half, 15-0. Cambridge Christian leads Dylan Zervas and St. Stephen's, 14-0 in the third quarter. Thanks to the Herald Tribune for those scores. And Michael Puda Hayes with a 11-yard touchdown run to give Riverview now a 21-14 lead against Braden River. Kickoff is going to be fielded at the 12-yard line. Glover looking for the sideline, and he's going to be tackled at the Booker 26-yard line. So that's where Cleve Benson and the Tornado offense will start this possession. 2:47 to go in the first half. A little bit of a passing night here against Braden River. And uh, Rams. So according to HT Prep, Sean White, 5 for 10, 105 yards. The Braden River quarterback, 11 of 19 for 173. Well, you lose Brian Batie, you're probably going to be a little bit more dependent on the passing game. Mm -hmm. And Sarasota, just a completely different team with a couple transfers from Braden River, including Brian Batie, who has arguably been the best back in this area the last two and a half years. Definitely a speedster we got to see a couple years ago. So 2.47 left to go here in this half. Tornado's looking to drive down the field, maybe take back, take back this lead. No push from the right side of that offensive line again. And we're going right back to Michael Haynes Jr. Gordon and with the carry for the Tornadoes. Yeah, it makes sense. Number 53, Rasheed Robinson. My dad said he got rolled up in practice during the week, and you see he's got a tape on his right ankle there, not back into the game, so it looks like they're having to use a secondary offensive line here and here. Second and nine for Booker, ball placed at the Tornado 28. 2.17 to go in the second quarter, Southeast with a 20 to 14 lead. Make, take as much time as this clock as possible. I agree with this 100%. You don't want to nowhere near Hand get the ball. Hand off to Gordon once again, still on his feet, straight ahead run, and he's going to be tackled down at the 33-yard line. There's no way, there's no possible way you want to give this ball back to Southeast to work because they're throwing the ball at will. I mean, right now, you could throw whatever you wanted on the Tornadoes, and they're not stopping it. So you want to take as much time off this clock, regardless if you score. Go down into this game, down six points at halftime. That's fine with me. Come back in the second half, readjust, and hopefully you get the ball back. And obviously, because they do get the ball back in the second half. Southeast may have something to say about this as Benson's actually going to go out as a wide receiver on the right side. Jacquez Jones is going to take the snap. Wow, they left him Fakes a hole. Fakes to his right and then cuts it up the middle. Gets the first down at the 40-and-a-half yard line. Big third down conversion for the Tornadoes as they do not want to give the ball back to the Seminoles here with time remaining in the first half. Yeah, just continue to let this clock run off the, run off the clock. If you break for one, break for one. Yeah, that's fine. But And then Mouse Benson still continuing to line up as a wide receiver there. They really have nobody over top of them. They have somebody back deep. Jones going to be the quarterback out of the Wildcat once again. And he's actually pushed forward for a gain of about three there by a Southeast Defenders. We're under, under a minute to play in the second quarter. Second and seven coming up for Booker. Yeah, great job by the Tornadoes here. Run this clock out. Go into halftime, down six points. You get the ball back to start the half in the second half. In my opinion, it's just the smartest play you could do. Scoreboard showing no timeouts remaining here in the first half for Southeast, which has a 20 to 14 lead. Benson's gonna put it up in the air. 
Throwing to his right deep down the field. Gonna have no flag as he overthrows the intended receiver, Jerron Glover, the sophomore. I like it. Take a shot, why not? Why not? 27 seconds left, I don't mind it. Because if you know if, Gron, if, if Ron breaks apart, gets loose, you catch that, that's six points right there. You get the you get the ball back and you waste some time off the clock right before halftime. Should see a running play here. Tornado's thinking worst case scenario, we run out the clock and we go to the second half, trailing by six at 20 to 14. The latest southeast score, which helped them to a 20-14 lead. Zion Bellamy, Bellamy with a 43-yard touchdown pass from the junior quarterback, Huggins. Benson, excuse me, Benson's going to put it up in the air. Going to have to throw it out of bounds with 18.4 seconds left. And Booker's going to have to punt. Benson, Benson comes up limping. Is that the left ankle that yes, was taped earlier? Yes, it is. Had to fix a shoulder pad there as it went out of the jersey. The right shoulder pad, he's favoring his left ankle right now as we speak. Riballo on the punt. And it's going to be called intentional grounding the previous play. How? He's out of the pocket. He was five yards out of the pocket. He was almost at the 40-yard line where the, where the numbers marked on the field at. I think they're going to say that he danced back in between the tackles. That's what I think the explanation is or the fact is. is what, they're going to see as more of a lateral throw instead of a forward throw. It went straight to the Booker sideline. So Rabala with his heels at the 22-and-a-half-yard line to punt it away. 18.4 seconds left in the second quarter. Southeast not looking to bring the heat here. Low snap. It's going to juggle it a little bit. Finally gets it off. He's too far back in my it's opinion. It's going to bounce at the 38. Booker just needs to let this roll and let the clock roll out. And it's going to be down with 8.9 seconds to go in the second quarter. Rabalo is just too far back in my opinion. O'Malley is just not have the strong enough arm to get it back there. They have to screw him up, and if you're if you're if you're the whoever the special team guy is down here who continues to to snap the ball, he needs to do a better job at doing whatever he's doing because Rabalo is way too far back. For a staff that said all the way across the board they would place more of an emphasis on special teams, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing no. the communication on the sideline. I don't know what he's teaching this kicker right now. <laughs> it's the offensive coordinator for the JV. I have no idea why he's teaching the kicker how to kick the ball. 8.9 seconds left. I tell you what, if you're Booker and you let a big pass play and you let them score. Cameron Brewer late onto the field for the Tornadoes. Dancing around is Huggins as he's going to his right looking for receivers. He's going to chug it. It's going to fall at midfield and almost picked off as time expires in the first half. Kafala Rivers for the Tornadoes, the sophomore defensive back coming up with the breakup. And after 24 minutes of play here at Tornado Alley, visiting Southeast on the strength of three touchdowns from the quarterback Malik Huggins, two through the air, one on the ground, a nine-yard touchdown run with 3.43 to go in the second quarter. And then late there in the second quarter, the 43-yard touchdown pass to Zion Bellamy and Neary opening the scoring for the Seminoles when they were down 2-0 after the safety with the 30-yard touchdown pass. For the Tornadoes, it's Jim Benjamir Hayes with both touchdowns, a 43-yard touchdown run, 
and an 87-yard kickoff return. And that's where we are at the half. Southeast with a 20-14 lead. You're listening to Booker Football Coverage on STLR Sports Talk. Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Skies and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. Attention, this is an emergency. This is not a test. A tornado warning has been issued. Please do take heed. Get in your tornado shelters right now. We can't stress this enough. Strong gust of defense and lightning speed will be in full effect tonight. Also, be on the lookout for touchdown belts and hard hits. Big plays and big game. Let's go. So batten down the hatches and take cover as the STLR Sports Talk crew brings you Booker football coverage live from Tornado Alley and beyond. Touchdown! Week two action here at Tornado Alley, visiting Southeast with a 20 to 14 lead as we get ready to start the second 24 minutes of play. Booker will receive the kickoff here in the second half. Tornadoes open the scoring with a safety as they tackled Southeast running back Eli Daniels in the end zone. But the Seminoles answered with a 30 yard touchdown pass to Neary from Huggins. Then Tornado's taking an 8-7 lead with 7.05 left in the first half on a 43-yard touchdown run by Jameer Hayes. But then Huggins with a 9-yard touchdown run, giving the Seminoles a 13-8 lead. And then Hayes answering right back with an 87-yard kickoff return, which made it 14-13. And then Zion Bellamy with a 43-yard touchdown pass from Huggins, the final score in the first half. And that with the Carlos Aragon extra point kick gave the Seminoles the 20 to 14 lead that they have right now. Aragon getting ready to put total leather here as we start the third quarter. Chad Brockoff along with Craig Wiley Jr. and the second generation Tornado Derek Fugers here on STLR Sports Talk. And Southeast having success through the air so far in the first half. We'll see if this will carry over to the second half. I would love to see what he ends in passing yard tonight. I would love to see what he gets. And hopefully Mr. Fernandez does his job over there and gets the correct number. I think we've got him straightened out with rosters now. He trusted <laughs> Max <laughs> Preps, and that's a fatal mistake. Two return As they say on Mortal Kombat, whoopsie. <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> Two return men back for the Tornadoes. Aragon approaches the football. Right foot. End over end kick going to be fielded at the 10-yard line by Jerron Glover. Glover cuts it over to the right side and then decides to go to the middle of the field, and he's going to be tackled at the 27, and that's where the Tornadoes will start their first possession of the second half. Cleve Benson, the sophomore quarterback, missing some time in the first half due to injury. Does he Jerron, will be back out there. Does Jerron Glover look a little kind of hurt to me? He doesn't look like he's doesn't look 100%. Yeah, like he's running when he's running the ball. He doesn't look like he's 100%. At first, at all. I thought he's looking for blockers, but he's just a little yeah. bit slower than he has been. Like even when he's walking, he kind of has a, a limp on his left ankle. It looks like he will be lined up with Hayes on the right side. Oh, 
Glover now the outside receiver there on the right side of Benson. Two backs in the backfield as he works out of the pistol. Southeast almost moved there defensively. It was so funny. Benson's looking to put it in the air. Instead, it's going to be God, a quarterback he's draw. He's got to stop running the ball like that, man. Either, either block for him, give him some time so he can throw the ball, but you're going to get him killed if he's going to have to continue to scramble like that. He gets two seconds to, to throw the ball, and then the defensive line is in his face. Offensive line has to do better than this. I'm sorry. Pickup of a yard there on the modified quarterback draw. Supposed to be a pass play, but Benson essentially had to eat it. Just underway here in the third quarter, visiting Southeast with a 20-14 lead over your Tornadoes. Mitchell and Hayes as the receivers to each side. Now Hayes goes in motion. Tornadoes moving left to right on your device. The handoff to Simmons and not much doing there for Simmons. He'll be tackled at the original oh line of scrimmage, bringing up third and nine for the purple and gold. It's like there's a big hole opens up, but I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what's going on. And I guess these linebackers are playing really good for the Southeast team to where they're closing in on those holes, in those gaps very quick. Might be time for a little play action. Tornadoes coming out of the huddle, 10.39 to go in the third quarter. They trail visiting Southeast 20 to 14 here on STLR Sports Talk. Two backs in the backfield with Benson. He'll work out of the pistol, fakes the handoff, rolls to his right, looking for the intended receiver who is surrounded by three seminal defenders, and that is the sophomore Jerron Glover. I'm, I'm sorry, but if I'm the offensive line coach, I'm benching everybody on the offensive line and putting the freshman in. I mean, at this point right now, you, they're doing terrible, man. They're not giving him no time to throw. He's having to cr uh, roll out every single t chance he gets. There's just no penetration coming from the offensive line, and it's filled with mostly seniors. you got to be better than this, man. This is starting to get ridiculous. Fourth and nine for Booker as Rabalo is out to punt once again. Ty Warren Davis, the return man for the Seminoles, set up at the Southeast 42. Rabalo should punt the ball from around his own 16 as we wait for the Tornadoes to line up. Southeast doesn't appear to be bringing the heat. Nice punt off wow. by Rabalo. That's going to send Davis back, and he's going to field it at the 31. Straight up the middle. Davis still on his feet as he cuts the right, looking for the sideline in the Booker territory at the 40. Going to be brought down inside the 35 of the Tornadoes at the 34-yard line. So Rabalo with a great kick there, but he may have outkicked his coverage. And Ziggy Williams having to make the tackle on special teams for the Tornadoes. It's so frustrating to sit here and watch a team that had played so well in their first, you know, kickoff classic to where the past two weeks you just. How I mean, has it regressed this much in two weeks? It's crazy, man. You know, and then, you know, oh, well, they're down, they're down by one touchdown. Yeah, because of two great plays by Jameer Hayes. That has nothing to do with the offensive line blocking. Two receivers to each side for Huggins, who has accounted for all three of the Seminoles' touchdowns. He's looking to put it in the air as he rolls to his right, 
And he's going to fire complete open. at the 25-yard line. They're double-teaming Ziggy Williams. He's getting no penetration. They're doing exactly what they're right. Southeast has made the adjustments that they need to make to continue to win this game and continue to roll on. I don't see the tornado stopping them anywhere here because they're going to continue to throw the ball. Davis with a nice punt return into Booker territory. Now a seven-yard reception there on the pass from Huggins. 9.54 to go in the third quarter. Southeast on the move, looking to add to its 20-14 to 14 lead. Once again, two receivers each side for Huggins. It's going to fire over the middle, and it is complete. Calvin Clark with the reception, and he's going to be tackled at the 10-yard line. Should bring up a first and goal for the Seminoles. It takes four tornadoes to, to get him down, and they still can't even get him to the ground. It's almost like they're in the huddle just like, hey, find a soft spot in the defense and go there. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> They're not even coming up to play defense. I mean, talk about soft coverage, man. It's like, almost like basketball, right? They're like, hey, just find a soft spot in like the defense. It's like there's no press defense from the DBs. They're running zone the entire single time, and they're just eating up the zone. Yep. Stick them in their face. Jab them at the line. Stop getting, them so, getting so, so much separation between the DBs. And they take a lot of time out there to get the play right, even though they run out of a hurry up. Working out of the shotgun, he's going to pitch it to the back, trying to get and turn the corner, and he kind of does as he's going to be brought down at the eight-yard line of the Tornadoes. Great job by number four, Jameer Hayes. Get his hand on the jersey to slow him down. Ron Glover there to back him up and finish the tackle. I'm surprised they didn't get to delay a game on how long it took him to get that ball off in the last. We do need to stop, as you hear from our Booker sidelines Absolutely. over here. Absolutely. Chauncey Wilson on the carry for the Seminoles there, and he's still in the backfield with Huggins. Two receivers each side working out of the gun. Huggins looking to his right, Wide fires open. complete. Horse collar tackle at the goal line, but he is in. This is Taiwan, Taiwan Davis, eight yards on the touchdown reception, and that'll give the Seminoles a 26 to 14 lead with 8.34 to go in the third quarter. Southeast team is good, man. I'm not taking anything away from them. They were throwing the ball at will, no problem, Who's having this no time at all. Talking about. <laughs> so I, I give credit to Southeast by making adjustments they need to and, and continue to roll on this team. Aragon in for the extra point kick. Huggins with three touchdown passes tonight and a touchdown run. It's good. Low snap, but it is placed down and kicked through the uprights, and that should make that will make it 27 to 14 visiting Southeast. Booker looks defeated already. Look at him. It looks like they look they look lost. They look lost. You have maybe four players walking. jogging off the field. The rest are walking. One's a senior, two seniors, three seniors. I just counted walking off the field. Then look at the special teams. Like half of them are walking back out there. I, I just don't get how you just let your team give up like this, man. Now, we know that Southeast is moving up a classification in a tough district with three teams that are going to be ranked and that are currently ranked in the top 14 of the state. But you know what Brett Timmons is telling his team? Do you guys want to continue to hear about 1993 and 94 when you guys weren't born? Do something about it and create your own legacy. How this has not been said to Booker football players or how they have not comprehended that fact for years is beyond me. It's like we were talking to Chris Dell last week when he's covering the game for the Herald Tribune. He said, none of these players can remember when Booker was making state championship runs in football. Yeah. 
2005 was 14 years ago. Yeah. One of the kids, one of the players from that, from that team is then and then almost retired from the NFL already. Yes. <laughs> so waiting on the kick from Aragon. See what kind of answer the Tornadoes have as they trail by 13 with 8.34 to go in the third okay. quarter. End over end kick is going to be Hayes loses his shoe. the five-yard line. He's running with no shoe right now with hey, one shoe. Whatever he's works. not even going to get to the 20-yard line. He's going to be tackled at the 19. So it obviously starts up front for the Booker Tornadoes, isn't that correct, Mr. Fugis? I mean, I mean, this is exactly where they're losing the battle at right now tonight. I mean, you're not getting no penetration from the offensive line. Every time you try to throw the ball, the defensive line is in the backfield. I mean, it's like the offensive line has given up in the first half. So I just, and just like you said, it starts with them. And at this point right now, they are not playing great. First and 10 for Booker, second drive of the second half. Tornadoes trail by 13, 27-14. Benson working out of the pistol shotgun, two receivers each side, one back in the backfield. Actually, that's Jacquez Jones as he's going to run to his left. He got some up room. the sideline, going to be out of bounds for a first down. We'll wait for the official spot, but it looks like it's going to be around the 30-yard line. Hey, sometimes the best defender on the field is the sideline, let me tell you. If it wasn't for that sideline, I think he was about to head for the uh, the end zone very fast there. Jones taking the direct snap, going to his left and picking up 12 yards for a Booker first down. Ball will be placed at the Tornado 31. Again, direct snap. And nothing doing there for the Tornadoes. Lost Is the that Jacquez Jones once again? Looks like they're going to mark him for a loss of two yards, actually. So second and 12 coming up for the Tornadoes. So positive output and then a negative output. And you find yourself in this situation. Well, the same second thing last 12. week. I mean, they kept getting positive, positive games, positive games, and they shoot themselves in the foot, and they go one step forward, three steps back. I mean, it's like that. Looks like we'll have trip receivers on the left side. Elijah Mitchell, the lone receiver on the right side of the quarterback. I believe that's Hayes taking the direct snap. He's trying to run the option. He's going to have to take it himself. Cut back to the middle of the field. I don't get that play. I think that's a dumb play. Like, we know you're running the ball. You have your quarterback lined up to the outside. I mean, you're going to run it to the left. You have three wide receivers to the left side. I think that's a dumb play. It's almost like Southeast knows what's <laughs> Every coming. Every single time. I don't understand why you continue. It's the third time you've ran that play. Well, you take, on blocker, you take on blockers there. You do your responsibilities. And you should make a decent tackle there and limit tornado production. I don't really get the the the, the, the mindset of where the OC is going, especially in late. It's like he panics, man, and he doesn't know what to call at this point. It's like when they go down, they cannot come back and fight back. Third and seven, ball marked at the 34. Benson working in the shotgun, looking for a screen pass. 
And it's going to be complete to Jones. Jones cuts it to the outside looking for blockers. He's in the southeast territory and Black finally brought down at That's the 43-yard line. And that should be 15 on top of that. Yeah, it looks like it was a face mask. I didn't want to say anything from across, you know, because we do got that far side uh, I think it's more far of, a, side uh, of us. roughing the throwing. Um, excessive, uh, excessive roughing. I, I forgot the name of the call, but unnecessary roughness. Well, they, they threw him down when he was already out of bounds. Okay. So I think they continued the tackle here. Jones, but you could be right. It could be a face mask as well. Jones coming out. Marquavius Simmons coming in. We'll wait for the white hat wherever he's at. There he goes. Personal foul Bad. on Southeast. Should be 15 yards forward to the Seminole 30 with 6.08 to go in the third quarter. Booker trailing 27 to 14, but Tornado's on the move. Big screen pass again. there from Cleve Benson to Jacquez Jones. Why do they keep running this play? Huh? Why do they keep running this play? It's the same thing. Got Jameer Hayes, the quarterback. Mouse on the lineup with the receiver. Three wide receivers to your right. You're going to run it to the right. I mean, if Benson's playing, why is he the linebackers the coming over to the left? So trip receivers to the right. Rolling oh, yeah. to his right Holding. is Hayes. We got a flag in the backfield, and he's going to be hit at the original line of scrimmage. Such a terrible play call. I don't understand why you continue to run it. It has not worked for you one time tonight. Why? Ben Someone take the play calling sheet from Brown, <laughs> please. Benson or at least now have a hot sitting route. on the sideline. Looks to be favoring that ankle. But if you had Benson in the ball game, why is he not playing quarterback? I don't know. I don't get why you. <laughs> if, you're, if your quarterback's injured and you're forced to do that stuff in the first half when we saw Simmons, we saw Hayes, we saw Gordon, and we saw Jones all take direct I, snaps. I understand where they're coming from. Jameer Hayes is the guy who's made the plays tonight. But right now, like, you're running the play that has literally been non-effective all night long, and, and Southeast is eating it up every single time. Not only is it not effective, you're telegraphing it. Yeah, like it's a dead giveaway every single time you, you, you spread Benson out to the, to the right. Your quarterback should not be taking on defenders and trying to block them. He's already hurt. He just got out of concussion protocol, I mean he was and now he's banged up on his left angle all night long. Thrown into the game defensively early in the first half against Cardinal Mooney to pump up the defense. Shouldn't have to expect that out of your quarterback, a sophomore quarterback at that. At times, this program asks a little too much out of Cleve Benson. And now they're putting him out of position. So coming out of the timeout, 6.01 to go in the third quarter. Visiting Southeast with a 27-14 lead over Booker. Appreciate you listening to Booker football coverage here on STLR Sports Talk, our third season with the Tornadoes. So ball placed at the 44 line to gain the Southeast 20. First and 24, Benson. Working, excuse me, that's Hayes working out of the shotgun, fakes the handoff, and then takes it to the right side. Going to pick up maybe a yard there to bring up second and 23. So Benson back into the ball game from the sideline. He will call the play in the huddle. So he limped off the field, not favoring the ankles. He comes back onto the field. 
Looks like Elijah Juan Mitchell be the lone receiver to Benson's right. Jameer Hayes, the other receiver on the left of Benson. Two backs in the backfield. He'll work out of that pistol shotgun. And we have whistles all the way around, and the Tornadoes may Jameer have taken Hayes. too much time. No, Jameer He's Hayes. Yes, sir. Jumped. I wonder if we'll hear those editorial comments in the paper, but we hear them right now if you're picking them up on the live mic. When it's undisciplined and guys can't line up correctly and follow snap counts, you're right, Mr. Fernandez. It's frustrating to watch, man. It really is. Just after seeing what the team really can do and what they did in week one, man, it's just literally. Against a 7A school. Yeah, digressed two weeks in a row, man. A 3A school and now a 6A school. Timeout, timeout. Timeout, and they finally They are the completely lost on no offense. Yeah, no there idea. is no mission at all right now. There is no thought process. I feel like that kind of falls on the offensive coordinator, though. It does. But you know what? Maybe your head coach needs to rein in your offensive coordinator, and that wasn't done enough over the last two seasons. And see what's going on tonight. I mean, in an instance, man, you have to make a decision here, man. You have to make a decision. I mean, the personnel groupings, the fact that you're lining up Mouse Benson anywhere else but quarterback. It's like he has the same four plays in his pocket. He continues to run them over and over again. It's like Denzel and remember the Titans. Except for his actually worked. <laughs> Coach Renone thought that with six veer plays, and it didn't really work out for the Tornadoes through a stretch of the early 80s through the mid-90s. I'm trying to remember that play that, saw, uh, that Rev ran to win the game in the, in the state championship. Fake 22 reserve, reverse, or something like that. Fake 22 dive with a backside side reverse, something like that. Back to action here at Tornado Alley. Benson's going to fire and incomplete to Hayes. Maybe some miscommunication there on the route. Maybe a little bit underthrown as Hayes had to come back for the football. Either way, it's going to bring up third and 27 for Booker as they trail 27 to 14 with 439 to go in the third quarter. Week two action here at Tornado Alley. We're back on the air next Friday as we make the trip down to Lee County and Dunbar. Oh, boy. Maybe it's just the at-home action. You know what I'm saying? Last Get them on the road. They'll be yeah. fine in the handle of the adversity. Yeah. Southeast with its home opener next week as Lehigh Acres, Lehigh Senior comes to Bradenton. Benson's going to be chased, oh. looking for time. Somehow buys himself more time, and it's finally going to run out as Benson's going to be hit at the 44-yard line of the Tornadoes, losing about six or seven yards there. We'll wait for the official spot, but it will be fourth down for the Tornadoes. So a drive that had so much promise is going to end with another Kevin Raballo punt. If only we had Coach Klein. You know, uh, number 53, Rasheed Robinson, he's done for the rest of the game. Uh, one of their senior offensive linemen being replaced by number 58, freshman, number 58, Jimmy Jams. <laughs> I was wondering who you were talking about when you said that. Coach Klein had all his plays stolen. <laughs> I didn't know at first who you were talking about at first. By Jerry Reed. Doug no, Fernandes no, no, you, and I used to work with Jerry Reed from uh, St. Albans, West Virginia, not the movie star. You mean, you mean Snowman, all right. 
On the guitar. He's bounding down. Come on, man. Oh, he was fantastic. I love Fernandes' comments, man. A Baston accent. Oh, they're coming. Nice pump by Rabalo. Southeast brought the heat there. Takes a Booker bounce. Going to be fielded at the 20. Returner still on his feet. He's beyond the 40. That's just horrible special teams right there. Like, you see the <laughs> kick returner is not moving. That means you need to slow down, focus on him, and make sure that he doesn't get the ball and go anywhere. You overran the kick returner. We've had they gave up. They thought the play was dead and thought he was going to let him touch it, and then they just give up. We've had rough That's starts ridiculous. to the last two seasons. Everybody will remember two years ago, our first or second game, when Riverview scored 35 points in 14 minutes and invoked a running clock in a game that was eventually canceled but given a Riverview win because of the score, because of weather. I think the most frustrating thing, and we've touched on it all throughout the night, is considering the performance at Lakeland Kathleen two weeks ago, how much this team has regressed over the past two weeks when we talk about the Booker Tornadoes. Not even tackling. I mean, I just seen a guy use his shoulder to try to tackle somebody. Wrap up. Take him to the ground. Galen Washington with the carry there off the modified jet sweep. Picking up about five yards, bringing up second and five for the Seminoles from the 45-yard line of the orange and blue. Huggins with the pitch. Still on his feet is Still the running back, wow. Daniels. Wow. Breaks you a bunch what? of tackles at midfield and all the way down the field, nothing but green grass and opportunity. Rumble, young man, rumble. 55 yards on the touchdown run for the junior running back, Eli Daniels. Five foot seven, 156 pounds. And that will give Southeast a 19-point lead at 33-14. Extra point attempt pending. And all he did was just keep his legs moving. That's one thing you want from a running back. One thing that you can't that you coach. You know, whenever if you get if somebody gets some hands on you, you keep them legs going. And he broke tackles. What did I just mention before last play? Poor tackling, not wrapping up. It's exactly what they didn't do right there. They did not wrap up. They're trying with the arm tackles. Didn't take him to the ground. The kid breaks out off of three tacklers and scores a 45-yard run there. Guess they watched that Miami-Florida game. Now, I understand Southeast having to call a timeout right there because you weren't prepared for what? Excuse me for Daniels to continue to move his feet, break tackles there at midfield when it appeared that he would be tackled for merely a first down. And from there, he just exploded 55 yards on the touchdown run for Daniels, his first of the night. Southeast with a 33-14 lead, extra point attempt pending, 235 to go in the third quarter. So we'll be back to action here soon. Southeast coming out of the timeout for the extra point kick attempt. Aragon on for that attempt. He's had one extra point block tonight. Really the only blemish for the Knowles from midway through the second quarter through now. Snaps a little bit low. He's still going to get it up. Line drive is through the uprights, and it is now a 20-point ball game, 34-14. Southeast leads. Yeah, man, you know, it's just so frustrating to see this team just take steps backwards after the progression, man. You really do, man. Well, Especially I'd like to see what Lakeland Kathleen has done the last two weeks. 
Maybe Lakeland Kathleen wasn't who we thought they were, considering the transfers yeah. that they lost from Lakeland yeah. to Lakeland in the spring. In a similar adversity with Lakeland Kathleen, too. Delayed as far as the travel. We had the late start. We start around 8.15, 8.20 tonight. Fernandes has missed deadline completely at this point. <laughs> if you're a Southeast fan, you definitely want to read it. If you're a Booker fan, you might want to be Stevie Wonder. Oh, my goodness. So Aragon on to kick it off once again. Last year's game was really ready and sloppy, too, if I'm not mistaken. We got Southeast. points tonight, though. Yeah, Seven did. to four, Booker winning last year late in the season at Southeast to solidify that playoff trip, the second one straight for the Tornadoes. Booming kick. Through the end zone after it's misplayed by wow. Glover. It was a line so drive. So a touchback for the Tornadoes. They'll start at the 20, trailing by 20 points. 2.35 to go in the third quarter. The kicker just was dancing, <laughs> and the referee just pointed at him. He went up and shook his hand. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, ref, sorry, I don't want to get flagged. Now, if, yeah, if you get a celebration penalty on a kicker, that's when <laughs> things are out of control. Yeah, the Martin Grammatica. He definitely would have got some flags in high school. Oh, my God. Talk about the same Martin Grammatica who jumped up to pump. pump. Do the Tiger Woods fist pump and he freaking tears his No, that was, that, was that was Bill. That was Bill. That was Bill. That was his brother that he transferred from uh, Florida State to South Florida because he lost out to a guy named Sebastian Janikowski. Ah. So that's how good the Seminoles were at one point as far as the recruiting. They had two NFL kickers. Handoff there for the Tornadoes and not much doing as he'll be lucky to get to about the 22-and-a-half yard line. That's Gordon on the carry. I think at this point we need to air it out a little bit. You're down. Go back 20 to that, points. Go back to that pass another game. Another quarter to go. Oh, my goodness gracious. So what Glover getting the play 10, there from Willie Brown. Oh, my goodness. The midnight crew here, book of football coverage. Depending on the, the, the outcome, we might have to wrap this up early. Am I going to have to run, too? Are we associated <laughs> with this? Oh my gosh. I almost did 30 sprints last Saturday and said I just ran three miles after that embarrassment against Cardinal Mooney. I'm not real happy tonight. Straight ahead is Gordon still pumping his feet. Finally wow. going to be brought down, gang tackled at the 34-yard line. That should move the chains because I don't see a penalty flag. Yeah, Jerron Gover is definitely hurt, man. He's limping off the field right now. Really has not much empathy on his left ankle as well. Here's what exactly what he's limping on. At what point does it become about self-preservation, getting through this week, getting through next week, and then the district opener at Tampa Jesuit on September 13th? Well, there ain't no scrub team. I mean, that's probably the best team, Wachula, of our district from last year. You know what I'm saying? Well, we've had success against them in the past, so you know that that's a storied program that's looking to put it on us. As nothing is doing there for Simmons. <laughs> Runs into his own man, cuts to his right. And he'll maybe pick up a yard. This has absolutely been embarrassing for the Tornadoes over the final three minutes of the second quarter all the way through now as we approach one minute to play in the third quarter. Benson looks like he's done for the night. 
sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the bench. Wouldn't be surprised if he does sit for the rest of the night. Closing seconds of this third quarter. Second and nine coming up for the Tornadoes. They trail by 20 at 34-14. Handoff to Gordon. It's going to lunge ahead and be tackled down at the 38-yard line. Approaching 30 seconds to play here in the third quarter. Get ready to throw up your fours, Booker Nation. Whether your football team responds or not, we'll see. Glover bringing in the play. Approaching 15 seconds left to play here in the third quarter. And this may just do it. I get on FB, the first thing I see is when you know a team is better than this, mindset is everything. That's Rod Miller making a reference to the Tampa Catholic Cardinal Mooney game and Cardinal Mooney struggling on the road tonight. I think that game's actually played at Jesuit because Tampa Catholic does not have a field and they split it with Jesuit. Big rivalry up nice there. Nice turf Hills field. So, so Tulsa had minus 73 rushing yards? Tulsa had negative 73 rushing yards tonight against Michigan State. Give me a USF score when you can, please, sir. Got you. USF and Wisconsin. Badgers looking for a big showing there at Raymond James Stadium. And they are all over the homestanding Bulls with 10.54 left in regulation. Badgers 42, USF 0. I bet USF was wishing those high school rules implemented in that 35-point <laughs> running clock. When you close out the year with six straight losses after going 7-0, and and if you have a poor season... Does USF make a move on Charlie Strong in the offseason? Uh, they might have to. I, would, I, would so. I think he was an overrated coach to begin with after he lost the job at Texas. Um, I thought maybe coming down to a, a smaller conference, maybe he would do better. Um, but at the same time, I mean, USF doesn't have that. You know, they're, they're what, maybe fourth or fifth in, in the state of Florida as far as football teams go. They don't have that recruiting power. One final tonight, out of door Academy over Bishop McLaughlin out of Spring Hill, 27 to nothing. That game that Rod Miller's referencing on Facebook, Tampa Catholic, 48, Cardinal Mooney, 14. Wow. Oh, Jameer Hayes on the run. Wow. The sweep not happening as he's going to be tackled at the 40-yard line, and that should bring up fourth and four as we start the fourth quarter. Other scores throughout the area at Braden River. Riverview is up 35-21. to 21. Venice all over St. Pete, the Green Devils, 44 to nothing. Venice leads in the third. It's a final. Sarasota 37 nothing over Northport. And Palmetto leads Manatee 6-5 in the fourth quarter. We are 34-14 here. No update recently from the Bayshore-Auburndale game as the Bloodhounds continue to lead that 7-0. Big rivalry, Charlotte and Fort Myers, and it's the Tarpons with a 21-point lead at 35-14. Port Charlotte, a 21-14 win over a former wow. district foe of ours, Wachula Hardy. Shows you how good the Hardy team actually really is. Man. And Cambridge Christian out of Tampa, all over Todd Cronetti, St. Stephen's Falcons, 42 to nothing. That is a final. Riballo gets the punt away as he's pursued heavily. Ball's going to bounce at the 30 and not do much there as it's going to be down by Liam O'Malley. So Southeast looking to add to its 20-point lead. So 35-28 to 28 after a rushing touchdown by the Braden River quarterback. 5.05 to go in regulation. A barn burner in the works there between Riverview and the Pirates. Don't play Riverview this year, but we will see Braden River at home 
Braden River in the same district in Class 6A with Southeast, and three teams ranked in the top 14 of the state, and Palmetto at three, Charlotte at 10, and Port Charlotte looking to crack the top 10 here in a couple weeks. Two receivers each side for Huggins, looking to put the ball in there. He's going to roll away from pressure, going to his right, and he's going to fire complete at the 42, but as Mr. Fugger said, that's all going to come back, holding flag in the backfield, and no hesitation there as the referee calls it right away. 10.43 left in regulation. That'll push the Seminoles back. We're probably looking at about a first and 22 coming up here for the Knolls, but we'll wait for the official march up. As I mentioned earlier, we're back in action and on the air, stlrsportstalk.com next week as we make the roadie down to Lee County to face the Dunbar Tigers. Southeast with its home opener as they play Lehigh Senior out of Lehigh Acres. Here the Booker Band in the background. Most of the Tornado crowd has went home for the night. Hopefully they're getting a good night's sleep as we get ready to make hurricane preparations here Woo! in the Suncoast area. Only thing that can beat a hurricane is a gator. Wow. Shot <laughs> fired. Huggins on the run. Going to have to take it himself. He's looking to pass instead. He's going to have to take the quarterback draw up to Mom, the 19-yard line. Don't try to be cool with me now. You don't take a shot at my team. They didn't even beat us. We beat ourselves. <laughs> How about Felipe Franks' mom on Twitter? If you're Dan Mullen, you need to get that bottled up quick. Yeah, I would too. The quarter, he's too cocky, man. He's too cocky for a mediocre quarterback that he is. Yeah, but your mom don't need to be tweeting. I bet Trevor Lawrence's parents don't tweet at Diabo <laughs> That's Swain. probably where he gets it from. Exactly. That's exactly where it comes from. It all starts at home. Second and 21 for the Seminoles here. 10-18 to go in regulation. They're looking to add to their 20-point lead, currently leading 34-14. Huggins rolling out to his right, going to put it up in the air. Fires it long. Man is face guarded nice, as the nice ball is going to be knocked down. We've got a flag around the southeast 30. An eligible receiver downfield. Got to be, yep. Yeah, look at 75. He's almost all the way to the 10-yard line. He's walking back. <laughs> what are you doing there, guy? So Eventually third. here, if you're southeast, don't you have to try out the running game to make sure you have another dimension to your offensive attack? No. <laughs> no. I mean, if you can't stop the pass, I mean. <laughs> I would just think for future reference, you want to see this running game. You want to see if you can generate something out of it. I mean, this game is pretty much in hand. All you got to do is look across the Booker sideline. There's not much life. They've been defeated since about three minutes and 34 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Officials conferring around the 26-yard line. A meeting right now. I guess they really want. Do they get paid by the hour? Like, oh my goodness, because they want this thing to go to midnight. Make, making sure that they they get it right, or maybe they're making reservations to the public house. Public house open until midnight tonight. Is that correct? Fred? Delivered till they 10. Because it's 10:49, so that doesn't apply right now. <laughs> okay. That live read is usually earlier in the night. We don't start at 8.15, so you can always talk about that. So we didn't miss fire there. No. Did not expect it to be 10.49 Eastern time. Still in the fourth quarter here. Ball is going to be marched back inside the Southeast 10. So this should bring up second and 
31. Huggins again out of the gun, two receivers each side. Gonna fire incomplete, the intended receiver is Calvin Clark. So third and 31 coming up for the Seminoles. They lead 34 to 14, 949, clock is stopped left in regulation. Gonna fake the handoff. Huggins still on his feet, looking for the sidelines. He's gonna be knocked out of bounds on the Booker sideline at the 23-yard line, and that should bring on a Southeast punting unit. One of our former standouts, Jacquez Quezzi Bristol, getting the start last night as a true freshman on the defensive line for Central Michigan in the win over Albany. Said, just got the word from his boys, started the entire game, played the entire game, got the first tackle of the game, jumped off sides twice. Okay. And I said, yeah, he did that last year a few times hey, as well. <laughs> as we've always said, we'd rather say, whoa, instead of go sick him. Facts. Talit Keaton, former Booker standout, getting the start at wide receiver for Marshall this weekend. Nice. I'll tell you when you when you live in the nine four one area code, it's great to watch Saturday college football. And you're like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Let me flip over to ESPNU. Yeah, I know a couple guys from that team. Punt inside Booker territory is going to be downed at the Tornado forty seven, and that's where the purple and gold will take over with nine thirty one to go in regulation. Booker trails by twenty to visiting Southeast thirty four to fourteen. Interesting to see what the Tornado offense throws out there. Cleve Benson with the helmet off on the sideline. Jameer Hayes now looking to the sideline for the play. I believe he will play quarterback. We've seen four different players take snaps tonight for the Tornadoes at the quarterback position. First and 10 for the Tornadoes, ball spotted at the Booker 47. Trip receivers to the left. Hayes as the quarterback, he's gonna hand it off to Gordon. Gordon straight ahead, takes on a couple of Southeast defenders and meets the end at the 50 yard line. Pickup of three there, bringing up second and seven. Yeah, Jerome Glover is definitely hurting and more and more this game comes on, he continues to favor that left ankle. And as you see him running on the field to deliver the play, maybe if it's right ankle. It just looks like to me he's favoring that left ankle every time he takes Looks to be step. about 60-70%. Glover and Cameron Brewer will be the two receivers to the left of the quarterback. And that's going to be Simmons. Simmons to the right into Southeast Territory beyond the 45 to the Seminole 44. 
Yeah, it looks to be about a yard short of that first down. The junior quarterback, Taj Simmons. So third and one coming up for the Tornadoes. For our own sake, move the chains here. Lajuan Mitchell will be the lone receiver to the quarterback's left, working out of the pistol shotgun, trip receivers to the left, to the right. Hand off to Gordon. Gordon continuing to move the feet straight ahead to the 41-yard line, and that should be good enough for a first down for the purple and gold. Under eight minutes to play in regulation. First down for Booker. Ball will be spotted at the Southeast 41, and the Tornado's taking a timeout. Man, I really hope that, you know, this, this offense and this defense, I mean, the defense really hasn't played bad tonight besides the, 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 the throwing errors, you know, through the air. Besides that, they've, they've done well against the run, you know, besides last week where they, they've struggled that against Cardinal Mooney. But this week here, you know, they, they've really struggled with the pass, and that's one thing that you're going to have to work on. You've, you've gained a little bit of momentum in the running game, so now this week in practice you just have to work on adjusting to that pass play because, I mean, in all reality, I mean, and Southeast has done anything at will through the air. Well, it also helps when your offense moves the ball a little bit. True. Keeps you off the field. Keeps you off the field, yep. You got to chase around the quarterback the way that they've had. Two lost fumbles. I mean, it's... You know, I'm looking on the sideline here, and you see Liam O'Malley practicing his long snapping to Kevin Roballo, but it's only about 10 yards, and when Roballo gets back there to punt, he's about 18 to 22 yards behind that's the line of scrimmage. Man. That's got to be – something's got to be said to those kids. So Jones. Jones takes the direct snap, trying to get to his right, trying to get around the end, and it's not happening as he's met by a host of Southeast defenders. We, we talk about the play calling all night long, man, and they continue to run that play just because Mouse is hurt. But all night long they've been trying to run that play, and it's just not been effective. Well, they, they, it's like they shot away from the pass just because Mouse is out, and, you know, when they've had other guys in there, they've, they've completed some passes. Simmons coming back into the ball game. I think he'll take the snap here. was a loss for Jones there of about four and a half yards, bringing up second down. It's going more to the uh, to the east. So as of five minutes ago, Dorian now at category four at 140 miles per hour. It's looking good for us, but we're not out of the woods according to ABC7, WWSB. Bad snap. And another tackle for the loss by the Southeast defense. 6.50 to play in regulation. Let's bring up a third. We'll wait for the official spot. It's going to be at the 46-yard line. I'll tell you what, this, this fourth quarter has went by a lot faster than I feel like the whole game has. We had the injury <laughs> delay in the first quarter. Our best to Javon McLaren, the yes, injured Southeast man, player. Be saying a prayer for him tonight. 
I love the sportsmanship too. The whole offense with the Book of Tornadoes went over. And but that seemed that that injury galvanized the absolutely. Seminoles after those early offensive you know, struggles. I, I was going to say earlier, and I didn't. That injury was either going to make or break the Southeast Seminoles, and it made them. I mean, they they they, they took a vengeance and they came back and they wanted to win this game for their teammate, and they're, they're doing exactly that. Two receivers each side for Simmons. He's going to drop back and pass over the middle, and it's going to be knocked down. Two Southeast defenders on the coverage. You like the thinking there, but That's, too little, too late. If he gets that ball a little bit further, I mean, Jerron Glover has his strides. He beat his two defenders that were guarding him. So in all reality, if he can make that throw a little bit stronger with a stronger arm, that's not a bad play there. I want to see Southeast, if they're able to come up with a fourth down stop here on about fourth and 16. I want to see him showcase that running game so we can actually get out of here before midnight. Please. <laughs> Please do not throw the ball. <laughs> Do you have a favorite team? No, I cheer for time of game. <laughs> you caught it the first time, you let it go, and you got it the second time. I guess you got to go for it here when you're down 25-55 to go in regulation. Fourth and 16, ball at the southeast, 46. Rolling out oh, no. of Simmons. Oh, no. Throws a lob pass, and it's just going to be batted away. I believe that was Daniels knocking down the pass. Well, it wasn't much of a pass attempt there by the Tornadoes. So Southeast taking over on downs with 5.48 to go in regulation. Going to have decent field position at the Seminole 46. Come on, and we have a timeout on the field for water break. As we're approaching 11 o'clock in the Eastern time zone. At least we weren't delayed all the way around and, and not playing the game tonight. So we, we played a game. We got Green, it in. Man. We've had all kinds of weather difficulties that first year. As we were mentioning to somebody before the game started, 2017 Tornadoes played three games in six and a half days. Now, why that game against Port Charlotte was started at 1030 on a Friday night, I have no idea, but... Guess you learn that lesson when you go to watch Hula Hardy the next Monday and lose by 40-plus points. It's just ridiculous that those kids were put in that situation. Getting ready to return to action here at Tornado Alley. Week two of the high school football season, and your Booker Tornado is most likely dropping to 0-2 on the season. A 30-7 setback to traditional rival Cardinal Mooney last week. Right now what, trailing score, Southeast 34-14. If they score 20 points in five minutes, I'll be shocked. <laughs> Maybe they'll kick in the running clock. No, I'm talking about Booker. You oh. said that they might be 0-2. <laughs> Handoff there to Abraham. Still on his feet into Booker territory, and he's going to be... Chopped down at the 45-yard line, just short of the first down marker. He was running the ball like to the side the entire time. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's like it's seeming to me that the that the Booker defense has in fact given up. Uh, they, 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 they know they are defeated. I mean, they had this game. Ziggy Williams with his hands on his hips right now. I mean. He's been, I mean, the, the standout all night for the defense. But he's got to be thinking, I came over to Riverview for this? Yeah, absolutely. After Riverview was winning 34-28 last year. I was on I a state semifinalist team last year, and I've come over here for this. It's like transferring from Booker to go to a 2-8 Sarasota team like Xavier Donnelly did. 
<laughs> I wish you was here for that. Jet sweep there. Chauncey Wilson still on his feet past the 40. There goes another touchdown. That's not a flag. That's DeBreon Whipper. Let's say this isn't a flag. Okay, there's a flag. I was about to say this is. Well, there's a flag. Flag is going to be thrown 50. in there's the end zone, flags. and then there's going to be one at Three the flags. southeast. Yeah, there's two right there. There's one at the southeast 48, and one at the 47. One in the end zone. This may be coming back all the way around. No celebration will be factored in. Let's wait. 4:38 to go in regulation. That's the second time that they've ran to the sideline and like taunted the, the, the fan, which is fine with me. I don't bother me, but you got to kind of put a nit. So it looks like it's going to come back. And else from Landau Field <laughs> for the 44 We're still waiting night. for this to get sorted out. This has been a long high school football this, game. Man, and I know it's only been three hours, but jeez. Another discussion, another meeting of the minds of the midfield. It's a 20-point game. Just put the ball somewhere arbitrarily. The score doesn't count. We know this. <laughs> Unless it does. <laughs> then just call it. Let's just go. <laughs> Personal foul, southeast. Personal foul, Booker. Dead ball foul. Dead ball personal foul and sportsmanlike conduct on Southeast. Marching back into Southeast territory. The official's still going. He's at the 41. <laughs> he could go all the way. He's going to be stopped there. Another official comes in, spots the ball. No, not really. Just trying to make this thing as exciting as possible at this point. If you're still with us, we definitely appreciate it. Go buy a house from Todd Rensselaer Forbes Property Group <laughs> while you're at it. Call Tim Horvath at Carefree Pet Solutions. Go get a fade from Fresco, 463 <laughs> North Miami Avenue. And Ziggy Williams with another tackle for loss. Finishing it off, and he throws him down so shoe. hard he loses his shoe. <laughs> the shoe has to be picked up at the 18-yard line. Tell you what, man, if they had that pressure on on uh, all night long, there, there's no way that Southeast can. Well, you've had one person in pursuit of the quarterback, and that's been about it. Probably need about four to five more guys. And how receivers have got behind the Booker secondary all night, well, we'll look at the film. We just won't have to run after watching it like the Booker Tornadoes. Option nice pitch. Face mask. Wilson high. still on his feet. Finally brought down at the 45-yard line. Keep, huh? You mentioned his name actually a lot this season. Devin Lee. Southeast will punt it away as fourth down coming up for the Seminoles. Clock rolling, 325 to play in regulation. There's definitely some young talent on this team. I mean, if you think about it, Jerron Glover, sophomore, Miles Benson, sophomore, a lot of these defensive players, juniors and sophomores. So, again, just a, a very young team here, besides the set from the backfield, where I think most of them are all seniors. I'll say last year the senior class grew up at a point in the season and carried that all the way through and into the playoffs. The same thing needs to happen this year. 
third punt of the night for Southeast, a high one, not really much distance. Takes a nice little bounce inside the 35. It's going to be downed at the 33 with 2.45 to go in regulation. Southeast 34, Booker 14, 2.45 left in regulation. Week two action, Tornado Alley. We're back on the air next week, 7.30 in Lee County as your Booker Tornadoes take on the Dunbar Tigers. Lehigh Sr. making the trip from Lehigh Acres to Bradenton for the Seminoles home opener next week at Paul Meckley Field at John Kiker Memorial Stadium. And it's 12-12 Manatee and Palmetto late in the fourth quarter. It was 6-5, Palmetto. They got 12. So do you think Manatee blocked the extra point? That's what it is. Okay, that's what it is. And Manatee kicked the extra point after their touchdown. Dewan Gordon looking to get to the outside. He's got a first down. Not going to be called. I don't see how these refs are missing these calls. There's blatant calls literally all night long. I mean, it's just it's kind of unfair, man. It really is. And I'm not going to say that's what's been leading this game to where it's at right now. But there has been a lot of missed calls from the office, uh, from the, from the, from the officials. Yeah, he ain't lying. <laughs> So clock is stopped. They're tr now we're rolling again. Under 2.30 left in regulation. First down for the Tornadoes. Ball spotted at the Booker 46. Three receivers to the quarterback's left. He's going to hand it off to Simmons, and nothing's doing there. Simmons is going to be hit for a two-yard loss at the 44. Did just get word. Riverview did conclude the win over Braden River. 35-28 was the final score. Bit of a rebuilding year on the horizon for Kurt Bradley and the Braden River Pirates. Yeah, T transfers out. You get a Jaheim Hodo transfer in. I just found that out literally last week on, on Facebook. So Hodo's the starting running back I, for Braden I, River. Yeah. And I watched his highlights from last week's game. He didn't do too bad as Simmons, Simmons tripped trip, over. Yeah. Over a blade of grass. 140 left in regulation. We're winding down. Southeast with a 20-point lead, 34-14. Third down and 13 coming up for the Booker Tornadoes. Clock is finally starting to push. We're almost under a minute here, folks. We will finish this game before midnight. Knock on wood. Simmons firing complete to Marquavius Simmons. Be tackled at the 45 for a gain of two, bringing up fourth and 11. We're under a minute to play in regulation. Kevin so Rabalo's on to punt. So you hold this ball till you get a penalty. O'Malley in the long snap. As we said, practicing on the sidelines, but they're only going about 10 yards there. Let's see where Roballo sets up here. Looks like he's going to be about 10 yards beyond. Hopefully he doesn't get much further than that. There's a crowd. The clock's starting to tick down. The crowd starts to tick down as well. Waiting for the 10-second on the play clock indication from the white hat. Take the penalty. Roballo looks to the sideline. I would just take the penalty. Under 10 seconds to play in regulation. And they're going to finally call the delay a game. 
clock continues to roll and Good. stopped with 4.3 <laughs> seconds. I'm not going to say anything about that. Going to get ready to pack it up here. You know, we're going to talk about this again, and we're going to talk about this next week. Hopefully the Tornadoes can bounce back and regain themselves for another tough game next week, man. I mean, this is – next week isn't going to be no cakewalk. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough battle. Southeast junior quarterback Malik Huggins. Low snap there for Riballo. He's going to get it away, and that's going to do it. Huggins accounting for four touchdowns, three through the air, nine-yard touchdown run with 3.43 left in the second quarter. A 55-yard touchdown run to conclude the scoring for Southeast Junior running back Eli Daniels. And tonight, the Seminoles win their regular season opener and drop the Booker Tornadoes to 0-2 with a 34-14 victory over the Purple and Gold. We're back in action next week at Dunbar High School, our first regular season road game. Southeast with its home opener against Lehigh Senior coming from Lehigh Acres. And that'll do it for us tonight. We've had a late start, and we're concluding past 11 p.m. Eastern in the Eastern time zone. Again, Southeast, a 34-14 winner over your 0-2 Booker Tornadoes, the home opener for Brett Timmons' team. We'll be back on the air once again next Friday at Dunbar High School. Hope you join us then. Appreciate you joining us tonight. For Craig Wiley and the second-generation Tornado, Derek Fugers, I'm Chad Brockoff signing off. Good night, everyone.